Welcome to your sanity safe space. Not a fucking issue. With your favorite YouTube podcast duo. You're fucking a white male. And a white female too. Saving the millennial generation in weekly installments. <laughs> Live from a castle tower and his mother's basement. This, this. is Beauty and the Beta. <laughs> and we will make America great again. gone further. You said, quote, Americans who own AR-15s and AK-47s will have to sell them to the government. You know, the critics call this confiscation. Are you proposing taking away their guns and how would this work? I am. If it's a weapon that was designed to kill people on a battlefield, hell yes, we're going to take your AR-15, your AK-47. We're not going to allow it to be used against our fellow Americans anymore. I doubt it. Great story, compelling and rich. Every bond you break, every step you take, I'll be watching you. The day after I proposed doing that, I went to a gun show to meet with those who were selling AR-15s and AK-47s and those who were buying those weapons. And you might be surprised there was some common ground there. Folks who said, I would willingly give that up, cut it to pieces. I don't need this weapon to hunt, to defend myself. It is a weapon of war. Oh, good for you. You are fake news. Very effective. You can't be serious, man. You cannot be serious! Skag free wherever he is. Get your partners, your back out of here! You are a terrific team on all counts. Big ups to Rebecca for keeping Matt woke. Alright, go, go. In five, four, three. I can't do it. We'll do it live. We'll do it live! Fuck it! I'll write it and we'll do it live! Hello and welcome to the show. It is a great show. It is a terrific show. It is a tremendous show. Frankly, the best. You can ask anyone about that. People often do. This is Beauty and the Beta. My name is Matt Christensen, flanked on my right, as always, by my wonderful co-host, Blonde. Welcome. Hello. Need a drum roll. The wait is over. It has finally happened. It's true. And I can say it with certainty because it's already recorded. So there's no way this can go wrong unless I have a power outage or something. Oh, don't ever say that. God. Carl Benjamin, Sargon of Akkad, joined us for a chat this week. We talked uh, Brexit and Patreon and plenty more, and we will play that in the back half of the show. Many thanks to Carl for making time for us and to all of you who grabbed your pitchforks and your torches to make it happen beforehand. Plenty of news this week, as always. We'll recap Thursday's Democratic presidential debate. You heard it in the intro. I talked about it last video. Is it too soon? to start doing AR lower giveaways on this show because Beto's coming for him. It might be too late. (laughs) Yeah, maybe. Maybe it's too late. He's never going to be president, but I think the question remains, this might cause some infighting within the Democratic Party. Is he going to be influential on the next nominee or will they run away from him? He created a soundbite that I think pretty much all Democrats are going to have to answer to. Uh, And I'll be curious the strategy they choose. Uh, PewDiePie, meanwhile, lights the internet on fire by donating or saying he was going to donate 50 grand to the ADL in celebration of his 100 million subscriber milestone. He has since apologized and rescinded after the backlash. But uh, what do we make of this? I, I see like three main theories of interpretation. One is they believe PewDiePie's explanation that it was just a simple mistake. Mm. Two is that he's trolling or that he's playing 4d chess to bring negative attention to the ADL. And three 
is that he was blackmailed by the ADL. They have information on him. He's been compromised. I don't know. It was, it was a weird story, and I, I don't even know what my opinion of it is. Me neither, we'll, but we'll we did it. get a shout-out from Sticks the other day for being the first people to say it was probably a troll. And now, I don't know. Really? Don't know. Well, I, from what I've heard from Sticks, he's mostly on the 40 chess troll team. Yeah. I don't I don't know. I, but I feel Brittany like Venti made a very convincing and hilarious video that everybody should watch about this. And I was watching it going, she's right. And then I watched mm. a Sticks video. I watched Sticks video and I was like, he's right. <laughs> so, do they agree or are they on? No, they totally disagree about it. Oh, about okay. So there's compelling cases to be made all around. Plus, uh, after the Sargon interview, a pair of hoax hate cases to close. One, I think is is a, a fantastic case. Well, fantastic being a relative term, but an entertaining case. One former NFL player has been caught in a case vandalizing his own businesses with several hilarious missteps along the way. He thought he was going to be rich, but he is not <laughs> going to be. <laughs> it's not going to go. It's not going to end that way. No. And we will take super chats on YouTube or Streamlabs in between topics. Ten bucks and up on the Sunday show because we are no good lowdown money grabbers. Of course, uh, it will be all this and more in your favorite couple hours of listening material. Remember, you can find everything show related and support the show over on the website. That's mattchristensenmedia.com. And remember, one of the many awesome things we have over there is special deals from listener owned businesses. Of course, this week's uh, featured business is Flyover States. Flyover States is a small company run by a 12-year Navy SEALs veteran with the simple purpose of celebrating life and culture in the heartland of America, the Flyover States. You can pick up t-shirts, mugs, and more to show your patriotic pride. They have state-specific graphics and merchandise as well. As they write on their website, Flyover States are where the elderly get their snow shoveled from their driveways first. Flyover states are where people wave as they pass while driving and open a door for a stranger. Flyover states are where kids grow up working alongside their parents and grandparents and learn to value family values. Listeners of this show get 10% off everything from Flyover states using the promo code MCLISTENER. You can find out more as well as all of our deals from our other awesome listener-owned businesses, including Phoenix Ammo, Sonoran Defense Technologies, and Charity Swipes. That's mattchristiansandmedia.com slash deals. Deals for listeners by listeners. We've got a couple meetups this week. Meetups are still going strong, which is always good to see. Uh, good group in Dallas. Shout out to the Coors Lights in the back, which of course are in the <laughs> Silver Bullet pint container, which is the correct yeah. way to drink Coors Light. It does taste better, better flow through that. Why did I say, so, yeah, I, I don't know. And I like the American flag tank too. That That's a good call too. Yeah. So glad you guys had fun in Dallas. Looks like a good good uh, turnout. And then uh, a small group in Rockford, Illinois as well. And if I'm not mistaken, that's a nice. beat-ups. Buffalo Wild Wings. Excellent hey, choice girl. of eatery. All right. Yes. Uh, so glad you guys had fun. Thanks for uh, sending us pictures. And remember, uh, you can add your information to the community meetups page and find contact info for other listeners in your area using the community page on my website. That's mattchristensenmedia.com slash community there was much uproar because i had the link incorrect in the description i i think i've fixed that now but of course you can find it just by visiting the website homepage as well it's linked from there moving on uh what was your your nickname for ilhan omar that we debuted i didn't last make it week? up but the live chat was calling her the clitless wonder okay the clitless one. well it inspired a piece of art from our friend liberative 
Uh, this being, uh, well, it's a, it's a, it's a movie adaptation I would pick up if it were real. I'd check this one out. I'd rent this. I don't know. Does anyone rent DVDs anymore? I'd watch it no. on Netflix if it was there. I don't know. Is, um, red box. You know, I've thing? never or is that used the porn a... website. That's red tube. Oh, okay. Good. Red box. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've never thought of that. Is red tube uh, making red box controversial to the average passerby? Do they make that association? I don't know. Well, uh, anyway, thanks to Sh- this. This is just talking itself in circles at this point. Moving on to something. I don't know. Less awkward. Who knows? Uh, this is from Trim, who, of course, has made a Virgin versus Chad meme of myself and Jared Holt. And, uh, you know, Jared Holt has never heard of Mark Christensen, and that's fine. Uh, we live in a world where that will forever be the case. And I accept the fact that uh, when it comes to begging for a hit piece, I am Jared Holt's bitch. That's just my lot in life. I understand. Maybe one day I'll make the big time. Thank you, Trim. Do you remember uh, a, a, a crazy piece of hoax hate from, I think, Michigan? It was Michigan or Ohio a few weeks ago, but it was one of the worst swastikas we've ever seen on that garage door. We couldn't even figure out. It looked like weird. It looked like a NC almost. You can see it yeah. on your screen. But uh, according to 4K9, this this is how it's actually supposed to be interpreted. We got it wrong. It's actually a turtle. You can see it's it's a turtle, and it doesn't say the N word on the garage door. It says nicer. You need to be nicer to the sea turtles. Stop putting so much plastic in the sea. I see. It was a final warning from the turtles that they'll burn your house down. <laughs> If you're not nice to them, I have not checked back on that case. No word yet on if the perpetrator was brought to justice. We'll see. I wonder how that insurance claim is going. I wonder if they've cashed out on that one yet. And um, this one from Zach Blonde, Blonde the Inquisitor suspects heresy. Oh, it's my trademark face. That, yeah. Yeah, the, the face of confusion, skepticism, all that kind of rolled into one. Uh, So thanks to all of our art contributors as well. Much appreciated, guys. Uh, This week, of course, was the 18th anniversary of 9-11, which, um, you know, how could that go through uncontroversially? Of course, we have to have 9-11 related controversy. Everyone was pissed uh, uh, at CNN on Twitter this week, which I guess what else is new. But CNN reminded us briefly with a reality check that uh, what's important to remember on 9-11 is actually white supremacist terrorism because it's the, the majority of terrorism in the United States. Here's a brief segment they ran. Here's a startling statistic. Since 9-11, right-wing terrorists have killed more people in the United States than jihadist terrorists. That's according to New America. There are some folks for who they're for their own political purposes would like to keep the focus on only one form of political violence over another. Mm-hmm. But that would be unwise because we don't have the luxury of choosing which threats we face. And there's a case to be made that these threats actually echo each other, as our colleague Jim Shuto and others have argued. They're weaponized versions of tribalism, motivated by fear and finding identity in their hatred of the other. As Max Fisher of the Times wrote, in both, there's the apocalyptic ideology that predicts and promises to hasten a civilizational conflict that will consume the world. To mark the 18th anniversary of 9-11 is to reflect on how we're all the children of 9-11. That attack unleashed destructive forces that we're still wrestling with. But to truly learn the lessons of 9-11 is to resolve not to let hate win or fear define us. And that's your reality check. There's that's reality some spin. Check. That's some great spin yeah. right there. <laughs> I mean, this is, this is really dumb for a bunch of reasons. One, obviously, <laughs> remembering 9-11 is about remembering a specific event, which right. I don't 
I don't know too many people who make it specifically about hatred of Islam, but we just don't want to twist what happened. Like I don't, we'll get to the New York times in a moment, but you have people kind of obfuscating the details of Islamic terror or ignoring the fact that it was Islamic or trying to hide that fact in, in various means. Remembering that event is about remembering that event. And it doesn't mean I diminish other forms of terrorism, but to the point on the white supremacists and the, the right wing white people, We've talked about this many times. This particular analysis that they cite all the time has some serious methodological flaws in how it measures these things. Um, if it's the same study, I think they call Elliot Roger right-wing violence even, but I might be conflating too, so don't quote me on it. But the point is, even if I take their numbers, in a country that is 1% Muslim and majority white people, the fact that the numbers on the terrorist attacks are even comparable right. is not good. Okay, that's mm-hmm. not... Why are the, these numbers are about the same? In fact, white people do it more. It's a majority white country and it's 1% Muslim. That doesn't excuse either. I'm not saying one form is cool, the other's not. I'm just saying this idea that it's uh, you know an apples to apples comparison. It's not. Do it right. per capita and then get back to me. Which they never do. No, of course not. Did you see the, uh, of course, each year they read the names at uh, 9-11. Uh, there's a ceremony in, at the 9-11 ceremony in New York City. And there was one man named Nick Harros who read the name, uh, several of the names, including his mother, I believe, who was killed in the attack. And he took his time to rip Ilhan Omar and wear a shirt that said some people did something. A pretty aggressive move. Yeah. Some people did something, said a freshman congresswoman from Minnesota, to support and justify the creation of care. Today I am here to respond to you exactly who did what to whom? Madam, objectively speaking, we know who and what was done. On that day, 19 Islamic terrorist members of Al-Qaeda killed over 3,000 people and caused billions of dollars of economic damage. Is that clear? We are here today, Congresswoman, to tell you and the squad just who did what to whom. Show respect in honoring them, please. American patriotism in your position demanded. For God and country. Amen. What do you think? Is it uh, too political or a good move? No, good for him. Hmm. Some, some criticism is, you know, we shouldn't politicize this at all, even, even in that, that way. But, uh, but yeah, I mean. Who's it, saying it, that? Well, people who are fans of the squad. Let's put it that way. Mm. But yeah, I mean, uh, I, it, is there anything that's above politics these days anyway? And sometimes you have to respond to these absurdities. I totally get it. And, uh, and good for him for, for standing up for what uh, he wants to say there. Yeah. I mentioned that pretty much everything is politicized about this. Did the New York Times politicize it? It would seem so. I mean, people were ripping the New York Times uh, this week for some of their coverage. They, they put out a tweet and apparently some of the sentences in their reporting, they've changed it. So I don't actually have a, the full original in front of me, but the original tweet read uh, 18 years have passed since airplanes took aim and brought down the world trade center today. Families will once again, gather and grieve at the site where more than 2000 people died. They got ripped on Twitter. Apparently that language ap- appeared in both the tweet and the body of their story. It was just airplanes that went rogue and crashed into the towers followed by a global war on airplanes. Apparently Uh, the New York, the person who runs the New York times Twitter account said, quote, we've deleted an earlier tweet to this story and have edited, 
and have edited for clarity. The story has also been updated, the paper said, without specifying what changes were made to the story. The revised tweet now reads, 18 years after nearly 3,000 people were lost. So they changed the number, too. They went from over 2,000 to nearly 3,000. I wonder if they took heat for that. Yeah. Um, Families of those killed in the terror attacks will gather at the 9-11 memorial. There will be a moment of silence at 8.46 a.m. Then the names of the dead, one by one, will be recited. So... Anyway, you know, everything's political, everything's controversial. What a week. And what a week for uh, the president and some of those developments. Uh, the, the great mustache of evil, whatever you want to call him, the sinister mustache of the White House, he's out the door. And uh, I saw yeah. most people celebrating with a select few bemoaning how we won't potentially be at endless war for a while. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not naming names, gang. I'm not. <laughs> uh, anyway, I didn't follow this story very closely. So uh, catch me up to speed on what uh, exactly happened and what sure. we can expect. Tucker's been all over it this week. But um, Trump ousted National Security Advisor Bolden on Tuesday, saying he and the hawkish aide, no editorializing there, hmm. had disagreed strongly on many issues, suggesting that Bolton had collided with other Trump advisors as well. The decision came after widespread reports that Bolton tried to stop Trump from inviting leaders of the Afghan Taliban to Camp David for peace talks, although I, I don't really think that's the reason. Trump ultimately scrapped the idea, but multiple people familiar with the issue said that the news reports about Bolton's dissent, believed to have been planted by Bolton aides, infuriated Trump. Um, he didn't get too specific in his tweets about Bolton's departure, um, though he did indicate that he's been thinking about it for a while. So he said... I informed John Bolton last night that his services are no longer needed at the White House. I disagreed strongly with many of his suggestions, as did others in the administration. And therefore, I asked John for his resignation, which was given to me this morning. I thank him very much for his service. Bolton said, after Trump's post, I offered to resign last night, and President hmm. Trump said, let's talk about it tomorrow. Uh, I'm hearing a lot of people say that it's probably because of Bolton's hawkish approach to Iran and North Korea. And I'm kind of hoping that that's the reason because I've been very worried about involvement with Iran. Um, so if he thinks that Bolton is too hawkish on Iran, all right, if that's the reason, great. I don't really care though. I'm happy to see Bolton out, but I hate that the left is painting this like it's some kind of impulsive decision because he has a fragile ego. Although that might be a component. It was confusing to, not confusing. It was entertaining to look at a lot of left-wing takes because on the one hand, they're no fan of the guy and I'm not necessarily a fan of the guy either. But on the other hand, Trump can never do anything right. So he had to, they're glad Bolton's gone, but Trump did it the wrong way. Something right. like that. That's how it always has to go. Uh, any word on a replacement? I'd seen that maybe um, Mike Pompeo, Secretary of State, would fill like a dual role or something I heard like that, that, but I don't think there's anything official mm. yet. Okay. And uh, the other issue of controversy too, uh, Donald Trump apparently banning, it was called the vape ban. It's not quite a vape ban, but sort of like what's no, going on with the e-cigarettes now? It seems that the Trump administration has conflated THC vaping with e-cigarettes. Um, oh, is it, it, but it's, it's more than just the THC ones, isn't it? Isn't it flavored? Like it's the flavored ones. ones, the THC yeah. cartridges. Well, this, I, I was reading the studies today and um, it seems to come from like, okay, so six people have died from this pulmonary disease that has arisen likely from using e-cigarettes. Um, but 
some of those people were combination cigarette smokers, THC cartridge users. Some of those people were exclusive e-cig smokers. And some of them were THC cartridge smokers um, and e-cigs. Hmm. So it's hard to figure out what the culprit is. And so he's saying, I think he's confused about the difference between THC vaping and e-cig vaping. THC vaping never has flavors in it or almost never. Okay. But if you want to vape, you can still get the tobacco flavored. Yes. (laughs) Okay. Which doesn't affect the THC thing. So I'm a little confused about what's going on, but he said on Wednesday. It's all like this protect the kids stuff. We don't want to trick the kids into vaping. Right. That he'll seek to ban the sale of flavored vaping products in an effort to get young people to give up the potential dangers of e-cigs. It's causing a lot of problems and we're going to have to do something about it, Trump said. Um, There have been deaths and there have been a lot of other problems. Uh, The FDA will soon issue guidance on how to take flavored vaping products off the market, said Health and Human Services Secretary Hmm. Alexander Azar, Alex Azar. A process that could take weeks or months. Um, The FDA said in a statement that it would soon release details on a policy that aims to remove unauthorized flavored e-cigs from the market. Um, I have a few problems with this. One, I don't think it's going to do anything to decrease the incidence of e-cig smoking in the youth. I don't think they're doing it because of the fruity flavors. I think it's because of the nicotine. Yeah, I... (laughs) I, whatever's going on here, this is not the role for Trump. This is not the role for the federal government. This is a role for dad. Yeah. Make dad great again. Dad can police this. Uh, I know the counter argument that a lot of people make, like, listen, we cracked down on cigarettes. We taxed them. We restrict, you know, we regulated them to uh, adults only all that stuff. Yeah. uh, I, I think a lot of the decline in smoking is just people became aware of the negative health effects and they make an individual choice not to smoke. I don't really buy that the government, cracking down on this sort of thing influences your decision to do it that much. Right. And there will be unintended consequences. Like I do know many a person that has quit smoking cigarettes using these. Oh, sure. Yeah. I didn't even think of that, that you might have people actually revert back to traditional cigarettes. I read the CDC um, release today and they, it's like all these, you know, filled with chemicals, blah, 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 blah. Even though it's a fraction of chemicals that are in actual cigarettes. And then at the end, it's like, if you have, uh, quit cigarettes using e-cigs. Don't stop smoking e-cigs. Hmm. Well, uh, I guess stock up. Get your Costco pack of uh, flavored e-cig. What, what, are, what are these? What are the refills even called? I don't. I don't know. I don't have. I don't, I don't know this stuff. Get it while you can because it's off the market. It's going to be highly valuable now. Whatever. The the real thing that we should all be taking from this is that vaping is totally gay. My husband calls them fag flutes, and I think he's right. It does look like you're filleting R2-D2. That's how I've heard it described. And I think that's accurate. You know, yeah. draw your own conclusions. Uh, you have it in the notes here. Last quick story, and we'll hop into the debate. Oh, it's called E-Juice? Are you people oh, serious? okay. Ugh. Okay. Uh, title that that you put it under kavanaugh flopped his dong out oh yeah (laughs) so so now i saw on on twitter all the democrats not all the democrats i should say kamala harris specifically calling for the impeachment of brett kavanaugh because one of the accusations from last year has now been substantiated this according to uh, an article in the new york times and a new book apparently what's the deal here A slew of prominent Democrats called on Congress to impeach Brett Kavanaugh after allegations of sexual misconduct. I can't believe we're here again. That had once threatened to torpedo his nomination to the bench Mm -hmm. resurfaced. I think it was from NBC. 
Um, the new these are not really new revelations. I guess they kind of are. New well, revelations. We knew about this person, this Deborah Ramirez. This was the we accusation. We knew about Deborah Ramirez, but that is not the accusation that's being levied. Oh, I thought it was just substantiation for her. This is a new person. I'll explain in a second. Okay, okay. okay. Um, the new revelations came to light in an opinion section article written by two New York Times reporters published yesterday, hmm. whose book on the Kavanaugh nomination will be released this week. This time, a former classmate, Max Steyer, told a pair of the Times journalists that are writing this book, um, including Ramirez, that he recalled, this is a secondhand account, that he recalled the now Supreme Court justice pulling his pants down and exposing himself at a college party. Another classmate, Steyer says, grabbed Kavanaugh's penis and shoved it into the hand of a second unsuspecting female victim. What the hell does that even mean? Ramirez. Somebody grabbed his wiener and put it in someone else's hand. Yeah, I've, I've read like a million accounts of this and I'm like, I don't understand how this even would happen. Just karate chop that thing away. What? How yeah, does someone grab here? yours and put it? Okay. Uh, okay, a lot of questions here. I mean, first of all, this would have been great information to have last year when this was being litigated. Uh, well. So, do they speak to that? Yes. Okay. Maybe we should just go through this. Okay. And, then, and then we can, okay, this is just so absurd. Okay, the Times journals claim the FBI knew about the incident during Kavanaugh's confirmation hearings, but failed to investigate it, even though Steyer and the Times pair claim there were several witnesses to the incident. Mm -hmm. According to the article, and I encourage everybody to read this New York Times article, because it's just talking about how this chick is like, so great because she's Puerto Rican and didn't drink before college and she was the good girl and she got made fun of for her fake Air Jordans and her life has been <laughs> so hard. Because okay. somebody apparently like plopped their dick in her hand in the 80s <laughs> and now she's traumatized. Like you're so traumatized. Oh my God. Okay. Um, according to the article, the incident supposedly lends credibility to another allegation of sexual assault made against Kavanaugh that Deborah Ramirez, who claimed to have been sexually assaulted by Kavanaugh while the pair were at Yale, when Kavanaugh allegedly cornered and molested Ramirez at a college party. So wait, that's... Wait. They're, they're saying it's... Is this guy saying, this witness, that he witnessed that attack? Or they're saying it supports that because it's of a similar theme? Because th what I took from it was that it was of a similar theme. Oh my God, so, that's even weaker. Steyer's named victim, a woman named Tracy Harmon, didn't remember being forced to fondle Brett Kavanaugh. According to the book, Harmon's friends say she doesn't recall the incident. So ah. we're not even okay. hearing this from the supposed victim. Um, he later points out also on Twitter that Steyer has a history of working with high-level Democrats and served as a member of Bill Clinton's well, defense team imagine that. during the Monica Lewinsky investigation, though it's important to note that neither the authors nor Severino could establish an, an, an ulterior motive. Um, it's so absurd. I mean, they're just really grasping at straws. My thing here, when I first heard this, I was like, is Ruth B Bader Ginsburg dead? <laughs> she dead? Is that why they're doing this? They're resurrecting this? I'm satisfied just by the motive of the authors to sell their book. It's like if you sat on this information for a long time, why? If they're putting it in a new book and revealing it, is, is that what's happening here? They're revealing this information in a new book, correct? Yeah. Okay. I don't believe that this happened, but I, I have to be the one to say this, that even if it did, which it totally didn't, this is not that big of a deal. I mean, some drunk frat guy like, plopped his dong in your hand. It's his like, friend plopped it in there. His friend. Yeah. yeah. So, it, I mean, it, it, come on. Is that, that going to traumatize assaulted? you for the rest of your life? 
even if that happened to you, would that traumatize you for the rest of your life? Or would you wake up the next day and be like, whoa, last night got really out of hand. Let's never I would talk definitely about that call again. my friends various uh, vulgarities and slurs if it happened. But yeah, would I uh, would I try to ruin their lives, uh, what, 30 years after the fact? No, I would not. I mean, come on, everybody. We have this culture of like heavy drinking and college parties and everything like that. And now people on the left who are like putting dildos in their asses and then parading them around children at gay pride parades are going to be like, oh no, this is so rapey. It's it's just insane to me. Everybody's been to a raucous party where they've seen something worse than this hmm. that they never thought about again. And this is the yeah. best they're coming up with, seriously. I guess, and maybe you'll be, maybe people will be persuaded this time. Ooh, I have a couple. I forgot. I have a couple more stories before we move into the debate. Is that uh, it with Kavanaugh? You got nothing to say about this? I, I, it's, I just feel like I've rehashed it so many times. Like, it I, you know, I, want, same thing. I it, until you have some better evidence, uh, I just I just don't care. I think it's a smear on a good and decent man because they uh, you know they lost a they had a political loss with his nomination and confirmation. That's that's what that's my opinion until further notice. I mentioned uh, last week that Alyssa Milano and Ted Cruz had agreed to debate guns after they were involved in a Twitter spat, and we weren't sure uh, if it was going to be watchable or not. But indeed it was on Ted Cruz's social media. Unfortunately, uh, Fred Gutenberg showed up, and he is the father of Jamie Gutenberg, who was killed in the Parkland shooting. You may remember him from, speaking of Brett Kavanaugh, his weird confrontation uh, with Brett Kavanaugh at the confirmation, he just walked up to yeah. Kavanaugh's seat abruptly and security had to intervene. Let me say, first and foremost, I feel terrible for Fred Gutenberg. He had to endure the worst thing possible for a parent to endure, and I sympathize, and I want less of that. But... This guy makes it... He's hes insufferable. He's a political actor yeah. now. He is an activist, and I will engage with him on political terms, and in no way does that... Is that meant to diminish his personal experience? But that's what drives me nuts about him. He shows up to these things and he accuses everyone else of being partisan while he himself is the most partisan guy in the room. And he kind of tosses up his personal experience as a way to say, you can't criticize my policy prescription. I'm going to yeah. use it as a shield to say that you must agree with my politics. And he just hijacks the conversation and he did it here. He just hijacked the conversation. I want to hear te uh, Ted Cruz and Alyssa Milano speak. And it turned into the Fred Gutenberg hour. But here's a brief, here's a few brief clips from uh, what was said. Nobody's trying to remove your right to self-defense. By the way, I, I have two guns in my household for self-defense. My father-in-law has a load of guns. This, that's the thing. I'm, nobody here is trying to remove weapons from anybody. So it's a flip side that I'm very concerned with, which is that guns are also used to stop crimes. How, how, is a, how is a security guard who is, who, what do security guards carry? My, uh, yeah, they carry, the if they carry they carry a like a 9 Going to stop someone with an air. So you're talking about cities with, with high murder rates. You look at the city of Chicago, Labor Day weekend, they had 42 shootings over Labor Day weekend. Chicago, Chicago is exhibit number one of the failure of national Gun legislation. That's correct. Because it, it is. The guns come in. See, that's the thing. You, your side will bring Chicago as the example of Chicago failure, and I look at Chicago as the example of failure in surrounding cities. Mm -hmm. It's Indiana's fault. We all know that. Uh, you'll notice, by the way, shout out to my neighbor who is again mowing the lawn at the perfect time. Aww. So if you hear a, a humming, you know, I got to yep. deal with it. I did see Laurel just mentioned that. 
yeah, sorry about that. But hopefully he'll be done sooner rather than later. Uh, you'll notice Milano admits to that she has home defense firearms. Uh, so it should be tougher for you to defend your home, of course. But you know she'll be the one to tell you how. She'll make sure you do it the right way, her way. They say nobody's uh, trying to remove weapons from anybody. If you listen to the full conversation, they insist AR-15s are to be removed. Those should not be in, in the general public's hands anymore. You can watch for yourself. Had to cut it for time. Um, she says, how is someone with a 9mm or a security guard? You'll notice that when she thinks of the concept of self-defense, she immediately reverts to security guard because that's how she defends herself. Right. Not all of us have such luxury, but how is a security guard with a nine millimeter going to stop someone with an AR-15? Probably by shooting him. I would like to have that option. If I had a nine millimeter and there was a guy shooting people with an AR. But if you grant that evil people will attack with AR-15s, I'd like to have nice guys with AR-15s. That would be a great way to respond. And then to the Chicago stuff. Chicago is somehow a failure of, of national gun laws. This is what they mm-hmm. say. Like, guns come from out of state. Yeah. I know I sound like a broken record on a lot of this stuff, but it's important information for people to have. The interstate transfers they're talking about are already violations of federal law. If you're an Illinois resident, you can't just go to Indiana and buy a gun and bring it into Illinois. You have to have it shipped and delivered to a federally licensed Illinois dealer. That's per federal law. They will enforce Illinois laws in giving you the gun. They will give you a background check. If you have an Indiana resident buy a gun for you, that's that's called a straw purchase. That's also illegal under federal law. These transfers are federally illegal, but it's a failure of national gun laws. Okay. And if Chicago's violence is the fault of neighboring states, say it's Indiana's fault, they're too relaxed, or it's Iowa's fault, they're too relaxed. Well, why isn't it bleeding over into Minnesota? Why isn't it bleeding over into, I don't know, say urban Wisconsin or any of these other places Uh, or Boston. Think of these blue cities with stricter gun controls in neighboring States that have uh, more, more relaxed gun uh, gun laws. And that's not necessarily the case. Chicago, Chicago has a problem that is not true of every strict gun law, blue urban center surrounded by more relaxed red States. That's not what's going on here, but they insist it's failure of national laws, even though, the violation of national laws in several different ways. Okay, last thing, and then we got to keep it moving because I'm, gosh, I got so much to talk about, but I want to get to the debate. Uh, I I know a lot of people. Well, a lot of people were talking about this on Twitter this week, and uh, I wanted to mention it briefly. Did you see Miss Monopoly? Oh yeah, that tear jerking um, ad that they disabled comments on on YouTube. Oh, there was an. I didn't even see that. There was. Oh a my video gosh, ad? it was about all of these. Uh, I just figured you saw it. Um, yeah. It was like child inventors, and then they get sent the game and a note about how they're so innovative, even though they actually haven't invented shit. They're just like trying to invent really innovative stuff. They're all like 13. And then uh, the game includes real money, like 20 grand in real money. Mm. Okay. And well, they all cry and talk about how smart they are. It's like an <laughs> Indian girl and a little <laughs> Irish girl. It's so stupid. I'm surprised they allowed a white girl in it, to be frank. Yeah. Uh, headline CNN in the new game of Monopoly women make more than men Hasbro is debuting a new version of the of Monopoly to celebrate women's empowerment with a female character on the box cover unlike the classic game women will collect 240 uh, 240 Monopoly bucks when they pass go while male players collect the usual 200 thus proving the point that women need special treatment in order to compete <laughs> yeah <laughs> says a spokesman a Hasbro uh, Hasbro spokesman 
quote, it's a fun new take on the game that creates a world where women have an advantage often enjoyed by men, but don't worry if men play their cards right, they can make more money too. I guess my question would be, why isn't the reverse true? Why can't right. anybody who plays their cards right compete under the same rules in this game? Uh, they also say uh, the, uh, the difference in this game as well is that players do not buy property. They instead invest in inventions created by women like Wi-Fi and chocolate chip cookies. I looked up this claim that a woman invented Wi-Fi. It seems a little tenuous. Uh, what they're referring to is a World War II era woman who helped develop radio communication techniques. And these techniques were similar to or principles on which modern Wi-Fi was based. But the developer of modern Wi-Fi is a guy. So, yeah. I mean, it seems like a stretch. I'm not saying she didn't do anything. It just seems like a stretch. Uh, Miss Monopoly became available for pre-order on Tuesday. I'm sure the disappointing sales will also be men's fault somehow. We'll have to see on that. You going to buy the game? Oh, yeah. It's already on the way to my house. Great. I need more empowerment. <laughs> I don't feel sufficiently empowered. Well, uh, we'll get to the debate because, uh, you know, Ugh. weirdly, I'm excited to talk about it because I just enjoy this for some reason. It's entertaining to me. But uh, Democratic presidential candidates had their third debate in Houston on Thursday. And in some ways, it was set to be the first, at least the first showdown between Joe Biden and Elizabeth Warren after many polls suggest she's gaining on him. Uh, perhaps we were in for a fight. That was the hope. It really didn't happen, at least between those two. Uh, and, and to some extent, Bernie Sanders, too. All, all three of the front runners mostly played it safe. And the also-rans tried to land the hits, particularly Julian Castro, who uh, scored the first major moment of the debate in an exchange with Biden, in which Castro was trying to claim Biden would force people uh, into a government insurance program and Castro came back with what some criticized as a shot at Biden's age. You be the judge. This is what it sounded like. Barack Obama's vision was not to leave 10 million people uncovered. They, he wanted every single person in this country covered. My plan would do that. Your plan would they not. They do not have to buy in. You just said that two minutes ago. You just said two minutes ago that they would have to buy in. You said they would have to buy in. to buy in. If she qualifies for Are you forgetting what you said two minutes ago? Are you forgetting already what you said just two minutes ago? This is why presidential debates are becoming unwatchable. And then he goes after Judge too. God, what happened? This is like the audience. It's like an inner city high school graduation. Yeah, yeah this reminds everybody of what they cannot can I, stand about Washington. Can Scoring I, points against each other, poking I, at each other. That's called a Democratic primary election. That's called an election. That's an election. You know, this is what we're here for. It's an election. Okay. Uh, Castro denied saying he was taking a shot at, at Biden over his age. He says whether it's Vice President Biden or somebody else. If somebody on that debate stage says one thing and then two minutes later they deny that they said it, I'm going to call them on it. But it doesn't make much sense because Biden didn't actually contradict himself. If you listen to the full exchange, Biden was consistent in his view, as I understand his plan, that he's basically talking about a public option. That is to say, if you uh, if you're uninsured in the private market, for whatever reason, you have the option to enroll in Medicare. And this 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 dispute was over whether or not people should be automatically or, quote unquote, forcibly enrolled i don't know i think it was a, a desperate move by castro i don't think it was effective it just came off as kind of petty and, and yeah eh. 
I think Castor is basically done anyway, so he probably has to. Didn't he have a, a like a lower? What is the word I'm looking for? Lower, not approval. Help me out, my brain. Just his polling numbers, or his what? polling numbers are worse than Tulsi Gabbard. What happened? Well, that that's the oddity too. Uh, I don't know about her, her uh, or his, hers, whatever. There are accusations. There are rumors that Julian Castro is transgender. So we'll go with that. Uh, <laughs> according to the Real Clear Politics, I actually do have those numbers in front of me. Let me grab them. Uh, according to the Real Clear, Real Clear Politics polling average, Castro is at one percent in the aggregated polling, and also Klobuchar is at one point two. And according to this, uh, where's Gabbard? Gabbard's at one point three. So Gabbard was excluded, yeah. even though her numbers are higher in the aggregated polling. But remember, it's the polls that the Democratic Party counts that count. So She's the I only think, electable one. What are they doing? Yeah, what I mean, I listened doing? to her on Ruben, and I, I don't agree with much of what she says, but I don't think she's an insane person. No. Like, if she was elected president, I wouldn't be freaking out. Let's put it that way. Neither would I. Anyway, I would be freaking out if Beto O'Rourke was elected, but thankfully he will not be, because Beto O'Rourke came out and said, uh, yes... We're coming for your guns. If you have an AR or an AK or any other quote unquote assault weapon, this was the other moment of the debate. Are you proposing taking away their guns and how would this work? I am. If it's a weapon that was designed to kill people on a battlefield. Hell yes, we're gonna take your AR-15, your AK-47. We're not gonna allow it to be used against our fellow Americans anymore. I'm listening to the people of this country. The day after I proposed doing that, I went to a gun show in Conway, Arkansas, to meet with those who are selling AR-15s and AK-47s and those who are buying those weapons. And you might be surprised there was some common ground there. Folks who said, I would willingly give that up, cut it to pieces. I don't need this weapon to hunt, to defend myself. It is a weapon of war. A weapon uh, yeah. of war. Yeah, we're all just going to say, okay, Beto, fair enough. Here's my weapon of war. As opposed to those guns that were not designed. Were ever used in war. Were ever used in war. That's, yeah. so, that's such an absurd distinction. It's like it's the entire point. of a, It's not the entire point of a weapon, but you know. Yeah. I mean, every, every form of firearm, whatever you're talking about, lever action, bolt action, you name it, has been used in, a, in some form of warfare yeah. at some point. It's, I, I don't understand the distinction, but they say it like it makes sense. Uh, my full thoughts on this are available in the last video I made, so I won't repeat myself much here, other than the chief irony, of course, that he's saying we're not going to allow you to use your rifles against your fellow Americans. He's going to have to use rifles against his fellow Americans to achieve this. Yeah. But it's totally okay when he does it. Yeah, it's really, totally what's cool. the plan here? Yeah. And there are several Democrats uh, who have already come out saying this clip will be hugely damaging to the party in 2020. And I bet they're right. As I was mentioning at the top of the show, I, I if I'm if I'm a Republican strategist or I'm running against these people, I, I force their candidate, their pick to make a call on that statement because yeah. you're going to have to choose between appealing to the vast majority of this country or pissing off the progressive fringe who seems intent on seizing this party and probably making it fail, ironically, in the end. So I think that was uh, I get what Beto's trying to do. He's trying to swing for the fences because he's another desperate candidate. 
But I think that was significantly damaging to the Democratic Party overall because what are they? They're all going to have to fall in line on this one. Fred Gutenberg, th- that debate and stuff was before the debate with Ted Cruz was before this debate. Mm-hmm. And if you listen in, Alyssa Milano and Fred Gutenberg are saying nobody's talking about taking your guns, dude. Nobody's saying that. Lo and behold, the next day. Beto O'Rourke comes out and says, hell yes, we're coming right, to take Right, that's exactly what we're doing. Yeah. Uh, speaking of yes, saying hell yes, Kamala Harris says, hell yes, we can shit on the Constitution. She was uh, asked about banning assault weapons by executive action. Joe Biden is the only one on the stage going, okay, like we do still have a Constitution, guys. <laughs> Chill out a second. We, we can't just violate that willy-nilly. And Kamala Harris says, ah, come on, you got to you got to have a positive attitude. You got to think, yes, we can, like Obama did in terms of violating people's fundamental rights. Biden saying there's no constitutional authority. Go for it if you want. Oh, Warren said something uh, remarkably similar to this when a moderate Democrat whose name escaped me in the last debate was just talking about health insurance for all for illegals is insane and they need to take more moderate positions. Yeah. We need to be talking about what we can do. Yeah, I think Why it was Delaney. It's Egghead man? You're talking yeah. about, yeah, yeah, Mr. Potato Head guy? Yeah. Yeah, Delaney. All right, here she is. To issue that executive order when they say, I'm going to eliminate assault weapons, saying you can't do it by executive order any more than Trump can do things when he says he can do it by executive order. Does the vice president have a point there? Well, I mean, I would just say, hey, Joe. Instead of saying, no, we can't, let's say, yes, we can. <laughs> let's be constitutional. We got a constitution. And yes, we can, because I'll tell you something. I've seen more autopsy photographs than I care to tell you. I have attended more police officer funerals than I care to tell you. Bad stuff happened, therefore your rights are null and void. And I don't know what proportion of the audience was cheering, but you have more than a handful of seals clapping in there thinking, yeah, do away with my fundamental rights with the stroke of a pen. How could that ever be used against my preferences? A few ad hominem points here. Uh, Her cackling (laughs) makes her unelectable. It is Hillary-esque. It is very Hillary And she's got an evil cackle. And also, did she seem kind of wasted? You. <laughs> I didn't get that vibe, but sure, go go ahead. Yeah, let's talk about what we can do. Like, mm, a little wasted. Let me she know does in the, the live thing where whenever she's challenged, uh, whenever she's challenged, she laughs in yeah. that cackly way. And there was another point. I don't have it in the clips here, but she was asked again about her prosecutorial record, Tulsi Gabbard style by one of the moderators. And she sort of laughed and went, I am so glad you asked that question, by which she means you son of a bitch. I'll hey, kill go you fuck yourself. for asking that question. Yeah. <laughs> I'll kill you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this was uh, this lie surfaced multiple times. Speaking about the El Paso shooter, both Beto and Castro lied, claiming that the El Paso shooter was inspired by Trump. Here's what they said. On August 3rd in El Paso, Texas, two things became crystal clear for me. The first is just how dangerous Donald Trump is, the cost and the consequence of his presidency. Where 22 people were killed, dozens more grievously injured by a man carrying a weapon he should never have been able to buy in the first place, inspired to kill by our president. I want to commend Bethel for how well he has spoken uh, to the, the passion and the frustration and the sadness after what happened in his hometown of El Paso. He's done a great job. A few El weeks Bato. ago, uh, a shooter drove 10 miles inspired by this pre- 10 hours inspired by this president uh, to kill people who look like me. 
Okay, uh, we went through the manifesto when this happened. You'll recall that the shooter said uh, that his views, he said this explicitly. Like, my this, views predate, Trump. It predates Trump. Yeah. yeah, my views predated Trump and they were I was not inspired by Trump, but he said politicians and media will say that anyway. And here they are saying it. And it's not just me, thankfully. I always like to see um, when people in media do their jobs, but the AP did fact check this, so did several others and yeah. note that that is not true. Uh, I, I think it'd be far more fair, actually, to say that Beto's open borders rhetoric inspired the shooter. He was very clear about his disdain for unrestricted immigration. Yep. Now, I would never say that because I don't think Beto has ever called for this sort of violence. I'm just saying if we're going with this standard of what inspired the man. Clearly, that's Beto's view of the world was more inspirational to this guy than Trump's was by his own description. But we're going to act like he's taking orders from Trump, even though he says, I don't really like Trump. Hmm. Well, uh, and then, and then Pete mayor Pete says, uh, that Trump supporters are racist or at least very close to racist. They look past racism. And if you support Trump on immigration, it's because you don't know any immigrants. This was, this was really insufferable, high horse looking down your nose type garbage from from mayor pete do you think that people who support president trump and his immigration policies are racist anyone who supports this is supporting racism este es racismo y es sencillo the only people though who actually buy into this president's hateful rhetoric around immigrants are people who don't know any okay uh, ironically, some of the biggest critics of illegal immigrant, uh, illegal immigration are legal immigrants, <laughs> rightfully yeah. so. I mean, do, do, do legal immigrants who don't support illegal immigration, do they not know any immigrants? Right. And isn't it insulting? I, I, it is annoying and you have to repeat the point every single time it happens, which is basically every time they talk about immigration now, but you just lump together illegals and people who follow the law as though they're the same. And, and as though I can't say, listen, people who follow the laws of this country and entering, that's great. Good for them. People who disregard our laws, I have some dispute with that. I'm a racist for saying that, that there's no plausible way to support President Trump's immigration view without right. hating brown people. Or not they, knowing an immigrant, which is absurd. I mean, does anybody not know an, a single immigrant? Uh, it, it's yeah. I can't imagine there are a lot of people who don't know one. Right. Our country yeah. is flooded with immigrants there's hmm. just no way that this hasn't touched basically every life in the united states bernie was asked about venezuela and explains why his view for democratic socialism is way different than what's going on with maduro this is a pretty good exchange senator sanders one country where many immigrants are arriving from is venezuela you refuse to call nicolas maduro un dictador, a dictator can you explain why and what are the main differences between your kind of socialism and the one being imposed in Venezuela. Anybody who does what Maduro does is a vicious tyrant. In terms of democratic socialism, to equate what goes on in Venezuela with what I believe is extremely unfair. I agree with what goes on in Canada and in Scandinavia, guaranteeing health care to all people as a human right. I believe that the United States should not be the only major country on earth not to provide paid family and medical leave. I believe that every worker in this country deserves a living wage. You got three people in America owning more wealth than the bottom half of this country. What we should be doing is creating an Thank economy you. that works for all of us, not 1%. Okay. He's a very wealthy man. 
It sounds like his yeah. voice was going out too. I think he might have been sick or his voice was escaping him, but it's like, that what was do you do? Bolshevik nonsense. But that being said, he's like 10,000 times mo- more coherent than um, Biden. I'll give him that. Uh, well, that's a low bar, I suppose. Although Biden didn't do that poorly in this debate. He actually had some fire going early on. Are you serious? He seemed like a lost old man without his pants on. Well, it's a relative did you see term his to dentures how he's... fall off? Yeah, I did see that. I'm just saying he actually went out there and he tried to stand up for some stuff. He tried to stand up for Barack Obama's record. He looked a little more motivated than in appearances past. But again, the, the bar is low for comparison. Uh, but to Bernie's points, he I don't think he successfully differentiated himself there. Every dictator has said the things he's saying. I support welfare. Uh, I support the welfare, rather, of all right. my citizens by force. And then they're surprised when the force gets used maliciously instead yeah. of benevolently. So, uh, again, Bernie is, is arguing what he's always arguing. Everyone else has wielded the sword incorrectly. Give me the sword. I know how to be all-powerful in a way that will benefit people. Okay, yeah, well... I don't think we're going to elect you to test that theory. Right. And then the last moment that was just weird, and I haven't heard many people talking about this. It's sort of slipped under the radar, but uh, Kamala Harris was discussing school education in schools. Generally, I forget the exact context, but she argued that black students do much better when they have a black teacher. Here's what she said. If a black child has a black teacher before the end of third grade, they are 13% more likely to go to college. If that child has had two black teachers before the end of third grade, they are 32% more likely to go to college. So when we talk about investing in our public education system, it is at the source of so much. When we fix it, that will fix so many other things. I want to be fair to her. She didn't advocate segregated education. It's just what is the end conclusion that we assign teachers Didn't she, though? based on race and yeah i also want to say i don't know what the data say it's possible that she's correct it's possible that's entirely true there is no way to apply causation there well, it would have to be like black the purest study would be like black students in a predominantly white environment where they only have one, two, or three black teachers. Yeah, it seems like it'd be hard it, to this control. This is an impossible study to control. Yeah. And then how do you explain like kids in Baltimore where the high school failout rate is 75% who have 100% black teachers? And of course, just imagine someone else standing on stage. Even if this is true, imagine someone else standing on stage. Imagine, um, I don't know, let's put it this way. If there was an American Renaissance Jared Taylor video talking about how all the white students do so much better with white teachers, I imagine that would be heavily restricted on YouTube, let alone a completely unacceptable speech on an American political debate stage. You know, draw your own conclusions about the double standard there. Uh, In terms of the results here, According to a 538 analysis, which, you know, some, it's always, I think you're always right to be a little skeptical of some of these debate reaction uh, analyses, but here's one to chew on. Uh, they asked uh, respondents who watched the debate how favorably they viewed each candidate before and after the debate. According to their analysis, uh, Castro and Klobuchar and Yang, actually, Yang didn't do much other than say that 
that you're he's going to he basically had a sweepstakes on stage in his opening statement like if you go to my website I'm going to give away to 12 random families a thousand dollars a month or something like that there's apparently mm-hmm. inquiry in whether he violated campaign finance laws there that's gimmicky he also said that he's asian so he knows a ton of doctors yeah there was that moment too uh so castro klobuchar and yang are the ones who suffered the most and uh, Warren and Buttigieg looked like they performed the best. Warren didn't have a lot of moments, but relative to other people who crashed and burned frequently, maybe that's all you got to do. Buttigieg, I'm surprised that he had good results because that guy, like I said, it just seemed like he was looking down his nose at you and lecturing you about nonsense right. the whole time. I really thought he was insufferable in that debate, but people like it, I guess. Uh, and then um, it's too early to tell in the polls as we looked at just prior. So we don't really have up-to-date polling information to see how people are reacting to this. But generally, for the last several weeks, it's stayed about the same. Biden's sitting about 30%. Warren and Bernie are each at about 17 Harris at 7 Buttigieg at 5 So it really comes down to what happens when Bernie or Warren leave and how that support consolidates. That's when Joe Biden's in trouble. If they both try to see it out through the early elections next winter or in the coming winter, they'll probably self-defeat. If they strike some deal where one of them drops out, Biden's in big trouble. We'll see. We'll see what happens. This is so much worse than I expected. Uh, Just the overall field or what? Yeah, I mean, no candidate is electable. I don't know what they're going to do or what their plan is. Uh, I mean, it's great for us. This is a disaster, but it's also far less entertaining than I had hoped. Mm. I don't know what I was expecting. People to beat each other up on stage. You kind of got that this time around. But a little bit. Yeah, it seems like there are several people playing it safe for now. And I suppose maybe that's wise. We are still mm, four months out from voting, maybe a little more. So, you know, why would you try to go crazy right now? Uh, I guess that's true. Maybe they do have a strategy. Yeah. Mm. Okay, well, in the interest of time, because I want to talk PewDiePie, and uh, we'll take a, we haven't even taken a break yet for Super Chat. You want to do PewDiePie briefly, and then super maybe a brief break, and then get to Sargon? Sure. Okay. Well, uh, there's not, in terms of inf- the details or the facts here, there's not that much to go over. It's just how do you interpret what happened? PewDiePie, the, uh, the biggest YouTuber. I don't know how his battle with T-Series ever ended. I think he's ever second ended, now. He's a guy in T-Series is like some Indian corporation or whatever. So biggest YouTuber for all intents and purposes. Crossed 100 million subscribers on August 25th, and he posted a video on Monday celebrating the milestone, reviewing his history, and unboxing his new Red Diamond Creator Award from YouTube. And within this video, and the clip itself is now clipped out, so I don't, I don't have it, but uh, he announced that he is donating $50,000 to the Anti-Defamation League, or the ADL, as a charitable donation in an effort to uh, combat incidents like the Christchurch shooting. If you're unfamiliar with the ADL, which most of our audience is not, I'm sure we're going to have some spicy super chats uh, forthcoming about the ADL. But if you are unfamiliar with them, they're just like the SPLC, the Southern Poverty Law Center. They are a leftist libel factory, and they smear... Well, they're not just like the SPLC. What's the distinction? Where are you going? What is the distinction? <laughs> okay. Uh, I don't see that distinction, whatever you're talking about. Uh, the... Okay, so the, so the ADL uh, basically libels non-progressives as hateful or bigoted. And recall they famously labeled... Uh, Pepe, a hate symbol. Pepe was a hate symbol. Uh, that was the and, ADL? 
Yeah, that was the ADL. I oh, think they man. did it even before Hillary. Uh, they have also personally uh, worked with, uh, well, they've defamed, maybe defamed is the wrong word, but they've worked against PewDiePie in the past, but just with YouTube generally, they're one of YouTube's uh, select contributing members of uh, YouTube's trusted flagger program. So these are the people who are trusted to flag your video for hate speech and get it taken down. They, uh, you know, they're one of the, the chief organizations that works with YouTube and its censorship effort beyond just PewDiePie, but specifically to PewDiePie. Remember, he had that controversy with the Wall Street Journal a couple of years back where he made jokes and he hired those third worlders to make jokes about Jews or whatever the controversy was. And uh, the Wall Street Journal wrote a hit piece about those jokes. Remember, they combed his whole channel and they're like, he made a Nazi joke on this stream and that stream, whatever. Yeah, the ADL destroyed his deal with Disney after that. After, I don't know what role they played, but at the time, ADL CEO Jonathan Greenblatt tweeted this. Uh, Thank you, Disney, for severing ties with PewDiePie. And they issued a statement that read, quote, PewDiePie is entitled to his brand of humor, but neither Disney nor any other company has any obligation to support his wide dissemination of hate speech. Interestingly enough, would the ADL have accepted his donation then? Probably. I wonder if they would have. If he disseminates hate speech everywhere, would they take his money? They have a special interest in accumulating wealth, that ADL. <laughs> All right. So PewDiePie receives uh, massive backlash for doing this, of course. And he posts a video on Thursday apologizing, explaining how he made a mistake and he, how he's canceled his donation to the ADL. And he says he'll pick another charity. When we were planning the collaboration, we thought it would be nice to donate to a charity as a way to celebrate. I made the mistake of picking a charity that I was advised instead of a, picking a charity that I'm personally passionate about. Who would advise 100% my fault. Usually when I pick a charity, I take my time. I find a charity that I'm really excited about and actually passionate to donate to. So when I uploaded the video talking about the charity, it was very brief and people could tell something was off. The whole internet just didn't believe it. Like, why is he donating to his charity? Look at his face, full conspiracy mode. To be fair, I saw it as an opportunity to put an end to these alt-right claims that has been thrown against me. It wasn't to try and clear my name or save grace. If it was, I would have done it years ago. But after the Christchurch tragedy, I felt a responsibility to do something about it because it's no longer just about me. It affected other people in a way. I knew it wasn't perfect, but I also didn't know a lot of things that surfaced throughout this whole thing about the charity that doesn't fit at all. This whole thing was planned during my wedding and the honeymoon and 100 million was coming up as well. So it was all very rushed. It really doesn't feel genuine for me to proceed with a donation at this point. And I instead wanted to actually do take my time, keep the intent that I had, but just doing it with the right charity and doing it properly. I'm sorry for all the confusion and I'm sorry for messing this up. That's what I do. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, on the one hand, he seemed earnest. I agree, yeah. On the other hand, um, there's no freaking way he didn't know who the ADL was. There's that just is, no way. That is the biggest hole in the take him at his word theory. So as I mentioned, I see three, well, I've seen three interpretations. Maybe there's more, but generally three, three boxes. One is that it's just as he described. It was a genuine mistake. Uh, and there's no level of deception here whatsoever or nothing else that we're missing out on. 
Two is the trolling or the 4D, 4D chess theory that he was attempting to bring negative attention to the ADL. And then three is the blackmail idea that, that the ADL threatened him with something and he's doing this to try to get them off his back. So I see points for and against all of these theories, which is why I have trouble picking one. So taking him at his word, yeah, it was, a, you know, it was, I think it was a busy time in his life. I buy that. I'm sure he was rushing things. That seems plausible. He does have staff handling his stuff. I know that's true. And I do buy that he seems uh, like he genuinely cares about Christchurch. Remember the, the shooter referenced him. It was a gag, like subscribe to PewDiePie or whatever. Yeah. You can think about that guy who did that stabbing in New York, who was subscribed to your channel or something like that. I know Every that kind once of, in a while it, I, that bothers me. Yeah. I, I can buy that that would bother him. So if I'm going to believe this, I guess I'd have to say Christchurch. I'd have to believe that he said to his assistant person, Christchurch bothered me. Let's figure out a charity that would help that or, you know, but support what, that, what support female advisor does he have on his staff that would make such a retarded suggestion? Initially, no. I was like, this has got to be a troll. Once I started thinking about it, I was like, is this Marzia? Is this some kind of stupid woman influence that convinced him to do something <laughs> is. so retarded like this? Like, oh, but yeah. you got to help these, you know, people that tried, tried to ruin your life. And, and I think you hit the nail uh, on the biggest point against taking him at his word, which is how does he not know the ADL? Not just the, like, even if he deferred that decision to an assistant in the video that he uploaded, he announced, I'm giving money to the ADL. He personally said those words. How does he not know who they are? One, given the damage that they're doing to YouTube freedom generally. And two, given their celebration of damage to his career, he probably yeah. lost, I don't know how much money because of that Disney deal, but a lot. Yeah. Like he doesn't know that when he says those words. I and have a hard time believing. And who is more well-versed in internet culture than PewDiePie? He's like mm. deep in the thick of it 24-7. There's just no way. I, I just don't believe that at all. I also don't believe that advisors are really handling his stuff. I mean, this probably was a troll. We should talk about that. Okay. Well, my points for trolling are 40 chess. The ADL, of course, has been an adversary to YouTubers and to PewDiePie personally. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if uh, Brittany Venti talked about this, but a lot of people have hit on the the iron cross on his collar. It's there. a Maltese cross. Yeah, but people are saying that was a trolling gesture, like he's making some uh, wink, wink, nod, nod at, at Nazism or something like that. I, I don't necessarily buy that, but I also, I guess maybe it's a curious wardrobe choice. Uh, so if I if I really believe that he knows exactly who who the ADL is, he has to have some ulterior motive for doing this. But the points against, if it isn't trolling, I mean, he stayed in character supremely well. I, I, I buy it. I he buy him as really sincere. Earnest. He never broke character. And it also, this episode damaged him in a lot of people's eyes. It was really risky. And it's not obvious that he benefits and the ADL loses. I think a lot of people are reminded how much they despise the ADL. But is it clear that PewDiePie wins and they lose? I mean, the outcome was positive, I think, irrespective of whether or not this was a troll. I mean, the outcome was... The internet melted down a bunch of people who didn't know how insidious the ADL was now know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And um, the people who subscribed to this theory would, would say that was the intent. Right. I mean, it was a, a supreme acting job in that video. Um, I think it's more likely maybe that he was trying to absolve himself of the Christchurch thing, hmm. like morally, 
by doing the ADL and maybe get these people off of his case because the ADL mm. has been really active lately and you know they're throwing down the ban hammer on all sorts of YouTubers. Yeah. Yeah, and and we just had what that like financial... seventeen thousand channels. I forgot to yeah. mention that it was just that round last week. I believe the ADL had a hand in that or had an advisory role in that, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. And the blackmail theory that the ADL has dirt on PewDiePie and has demanded some payment or public praise or whatever. Uh, the points for that. I mean, this gesture was totally out of character for PewDiePie. Not charity generally. He does that all the time. But the fact that he would go to this, like, I mean, he he laughs at these people who call him a Nazi all the time. The fact that he would right. go to, like, the number one Nazi accuser on the Internet and say, here you go. It's hard to believe that was a totally honest mistake. Um, but but the other but points against one, we have no like the, the ADL has already accused him of being a Nazi, more or less. Like, what would the dirt be that he would care about? We don't have any knowledge of that. You just have to take your guess. And the points against that, too, it didn't work. PewDiePie didn't give them any money. So presumably, if he refused their blackmail, they would now publish that information or punish him. Right. That we haven't seen anything like that. So I find the blackmail theory to be the least compelling to me. Uh, I guess if I have to pick a team, I think that PewDiePie is sincere here. I I I think he actually passed this off to a, an advisor and. I think I think I think what he said is I care about Christchurch because I think that does bother him. But this was also while he was on his honeymoon. He wasn't around any advisors. I think that his woman, this was emotional thinking from his woman who was like, Mm. oh, maybe she's got this tiny little voice. Maybe the only the only hole is I have I have to explain why PewDiePie would then say, yeah, I'm giving money to the ADL knowing full well in his mind who the ADL is. Come on, man. Yeah. You don't think that vagina had a hand in this? Well, we know it did. It always does. Mm. Nefarious things like this. I don't know. Maybe it was some super troll. Stick's mm. video was really compelling. Mm. But so was Could Brittany be. Venti's. And not just because of her boobs. It was actually <laughs> really compelling. All right. Well, uh, I want to get to the Sargon interview because that's, uh, that's a milestone in this show. And I, I hope people are excited to listen to it. So let's take a brief break before we hop into it. And then we'll spend uh, about a half hour with Sargon. And then I got Hoax Hate to close out the show. Tuay says, sorry, Matt, I won't be calling you for any more booty calls. Sargon is a better shag. I will, of course, recount our past tryst from time to time. Gross. (laughs) Uh, Mandatory Carrie, um, I'm not able to later shekels to keep fighting, praying for Jane Fonda Jr. Faces Donnie. What? Blonde still scares me. Hashtag November logout. Hashtag fix bayonets. I don't know what any of this means. It's Boogaloo talk. Give me a band for it. That's racist. That's Jigaboo. Oh, every time. (laughs) Every time. Jacob Cantrell. Hey, Rebecca, my new girlfriend, courtesy of your online dating suggestion, is now a viewer of yours. We watch the show on the weekends. Any dude bummed on dating, please give the online thing a go. That's so great that somebody has had a positive experience. Yeah, congrats. Um, And hey, girl, what up? Uh, Joseph Corrigan spent my weekend in Dallas at the Young Catholic Professionals National Conference. Shout out to Live Actions Leela Rose, our keynote speaker, mm. and soprano Angela Teese, whose voice lifts my heart to the heavens. That is awesome. A, that's a pure compliment. I'm Joseph, glad you had fun. Big LC, fantastic video this week, Matt. I know you're not talking to me. If oh, well, Lisa thanks. And Mastercard tomorrow said Beto's right. No more service for gun sales. What would your response be, and what would the wider response across America be? People would be furious. Uh. I, I, there are enough options at this point that I would stop using any individual card 
or bank that takes that stance personally. However, I could envision a scenario in which they all do. And the the fact of the matter is I have to engage in basic financial services. And that's, that's the problem. If, if, if all of the powers that be in the financial markets decide that we don't care what the law is, we're going to stop you from buying legal products. Mm -hmm. That's a weird scenario. I'm not sure we've encountered historically. I, I wonder right. if we have an example of that. I'd like to know how it went. JV dude, after missing the show for two weeks due to my brother's wedding and a Euro trip, I have serious beauty and the beta withdrawal. I inject that mm. sweet sanity into my veins. Oh, well, thanks. P.S. Tulsi Gabbard is a babe. I, I'm into it. Mm. Um, thank you. Uh, Matt side sausage. Matt made a man put me put wait out of me. I read context clues. Good. Before the show, honestly, I wish he would quit being so promiscuous. Also, Blonde, do you prefer your eggs runny or well done? Do you think he means that in earnest? Uh, I would take it. Uh, it opens the door for some jokes that you might not like to field, but I would take that one as honest, even though that's a weird way to describe. You know, he's usually like scrambled or sunny side up. I like an over medium egg mm. so I can stick my bacon in it. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Anyone? Uh, I just I scrambled or nothing. It's just okay. scrambled and yeah. That's that's my tip. Poached my is, is a good way to cook eggs. Mm. You got the hard boiled egg. What about that? Uh no, it's it's just scrambled. That's the only way I like to eat eggs. Mm. So pure. Mm. Eggy Jet Pilot. Wow, that debate was a joke with a bunch of morons looking forward to watching tomorrow. In the meantime, take some of my hard-earned money, steering pressurized aluminum beer cans full of flammable liquid and propelled by fire through the sky. Oh, sweet. God. Repurposing Coors cans, maybe that if that's what that is, I'd like to know. Dakota Stanton, hey Matt, go pack, go. Yeah, what a garbage game for. It seemed like neither team wanted to win that game, but uh, good for you, man. Kevin Flanagan, classical liberalism is smugly chuckling while you raise a child of a different race. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh my god. I bought PN says I got something Beto can confiscate, have some shekels to keep up all the sanity, safe spacing. We, I like that verbiage. Um, thank you for that. We appreciate it. Uh, Jacob says pews in the ADL is no different than Trump. Almost bombing Syria. Hats were burned. Vulture was livid and Molyneux acting like world war three was upon us. When will people mm. learn to wait 48 hours before panty bunching? I still don't know. It's been a while and I still don't know what the hell is going on with this. Mm. Um, beauty in the beta clips. We had a blast playing a drinking game, watching the Dem debate. We, we had 25 people, including two girls and your boy, Kevin Flanagan, drop in. Oh, wow. Have a good show. I won't push leftism on you next Wednesday. I wonder how spicy Kevin gets when he's had too much to drink. Imagine what that sounds like. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> wouldn't you be drunk all the time if you were if you felt like that? I maybe, suppose. Maybe he is drunk, um, but that's degenerate. Downskated said, good news. The odds of you finally getting your hit piece went up with Sargon. The good news about the Dem debate. Even LGBTQ liberals I know want to buy AR-15s and will refuse to give them up to. That's great. Everybody good. loves shooting yeah. guns. Um, let's Absolutely. just do a few more. Yeah. Denistrio says, Matt, how many times is your team going to run the same naked bootleg before your quarterback gets his head taken off? It didn't work once, and they're going to be stuck paying for a $100 million vegetable? Well, this is this is pretty uh, detailed football talk, but yeah, it was the worst. I mean, just watching that eyeball test, it was the worst quarterbacking I've ever seen Kirk Cousins do in a purple uniform for sure. Statistically, I think it was like his second worst performance of all time. Yeah, I don't. I, I actually didn't have an issue with the play calling. It was working towards the end. They're running the ball well, and Kirk Cousins throws an idiotic interception. But people don't tune into this show for football analysis. So and those linebackers, yes. also, yeah, they no they good. Play well. 
Oh, played well, the, real the, well. The, the Vikings linebackers did second second half. They carry on. Nobody wants to hear my football takes. Thank you, and I'm glad you enjoyed the game. In the eighth quarter, they really really rounded <laughs> it out. Yeah. Cunt Punisher. Why? Oh my God. Why can that even be your name? Beto can take my guns, but he's going to meet my rectal Punisher. Mm-hmm. Blonde dream of a day when we can enslave inwards. What? I don't even know what that means. Me either, but I still read it. Last one, so we don't end on Mr. Cunt Punisher. Um, <laughs> it's an easy wolf. one to remember for later. <sighs> oh, no. More football. Hey, Matt, how about that Green Bay game and zero? Two and zero. Two and oh. Go, Pat, go. Yeah, I, uh, I'm i still not that confident in the Packers, but uh, but good for you. You're on top of the division. We'll see what happens. Okay. I can't go into detailed football takes because everyone will get pissed at me. And I want to say thanks to our uh, top contributors over on DLive, Darth Jones, Whiskey, and Paul Dog. I'm going to open up the treasure chest for you guys right now, so sit tight if you're on DLive. And I'm going to get back to Streamlabs at the end of the show. So let's just save Streamlabs for later. Sound like a plan? Uh, yeah, I forgot what we do. Do I just hang out here and mute my stream? Yeah, just okay. mute your mic, <laughs> uh, right. mute your mic, and hang out. And as I said, it's about 25 minutes. So we'll come back uh, on the other side of Sargon. And uh, we'll talk some hoax hate. But I hope you enjoy the Sargon interview in the meantime. See you in a little bit. And welcome back. We are very pleased to welcome our guest for the evening, much anticipated, many years in the making, Carl Benjamin, otherwise known as Sargon of Akkad. Carl, thanks for joining us. Thanks for making time. Uh, thanks for having me. And uh, sorry I couldn't do it sooner. Well, I'm I'm very happy to have you. We both are. It's I was I was saying before we started recording here. It's become kind of a meme. Uh, you coming on this show and it's it's it literally goes back years at this point and it's so I know it's going to be uh, it's something that our audience is looking forward to and it's something that I personally have looked forward to too as someone who's appreciated your work for quite some time now but um, I figured the best thing to start talking about is uh, is if you can catch us up on Brexit because we sort of sh- <laughs> you, got, you got five hours I know or you don't want to talk about it. Um, uh, okay, okay. The, the the very quick um, summary is that there's basically a fifth column of leftists who have taken over our government and are holding it hostage while calling the prime minister a dictator uh, as he calls for an election that they refuse because they've got him in a minority position where he can't escape. And so they've passed legislation to force him to be unable to leave the European Union unless the European Union gives us a deal, but they have removed all of his strength in the negotiations. So essentially the EU can take a giant shit on him and he will have to say, thank you. Yep. We'll, we'll, that, we'll, we'll have that. Thank you very much. Well, wait, how did a, this is like a, a small leftist faction? No, uh, it's it's most of the parliament. Uh, oh. They're not they're not really like leftists. They're 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 the same equivalent though. They're they're like cultish remainers who believe in the true divine good <sighs> of the European Union uh, for some reason, and they're they're holding my country hostage. Hmm. It, so as of now, it's still the October thirty first deadline. Is that still in? That's still supposedly going to happen or is that going to get delayed again i've heard it's not going past november the 5th <laughs> okay so, no that's a joke that's a, that's, a, that's a terrorism joke um 
that's a British terrorism. It, it might have been over my head. Yeah, I have I would, seen V for Vendetta, and that's the only yeah, reason I know you're talking. Guy Fawkes Night, Bonfire Night. Um, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, um, yeah, no, uh, but it's 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 insufferable. Um, they they are gonna they're gonna try and force him to get an extension until I think it's January the first or fifth or something like that. Um, mm. Which is driving everyone mad, and right. they have I mean, legitimately gone insane. At this this, point. this can't continue indefinitely. What do you think the likeliest <laughs> outcome outcome is? Um, hopefully, a general election, and those people who are choosing to delay the leaving process. I mean, it's been three years already. Right. Um, but those who are still trying to delay it even further because they don't want us to leave the European Union, hopefully, they lose their seats. That would be the the most peaceful outcome. Hmm. Thinking about that, to put that in perspective, Blonde, that's as long as this show has existed. Yeah. It was like one of the first things we talked about that's was true. this so vote insane. in the UK that we didn't really understand, but we tried to. Yeah, it's that, really That's incredible when you think about it. It's oh it's unbelievable. And uh and the thing is the remain faction are utterly insufferable. Completely <laughs> self-assured. Right. In uh, no no, you, you know that kind of the sort of glassy-eyed self-assurance. No, no, no. If we leave that deal, it'll be a catastrophe. We just know it. We've had the astrologers out. They've predicted the future. You know, we're just convinced of it. It's like, you don't know what's going to happen, one. Mm -hmm. Two, Donald Trump is like, he loves us, you know? Yeah. He's right there. Three, like the European Union, we are an island, and our fishing industries have been decimated by European regulations. Uh, we will be able to reopen our fishing industry and actually make some money that way. And to be honest with you, I think that if we wanted to, we could probably end up destroying the European Union's economy if we wanted to play it really fucking hard. But mm. the thing is, we've got too large a faction of fifth columnists who are just not going to... I mean, you would think, like, you have a vote. Because what we were doing, we were choosing the direction of the country, right? Are we going to be a, a globalist European country or are we going to be, like, um, a nation state? You know, the nation of Great Britain. Is that what we're going to be? Um, and that was the choice. And really, every other conversation about Brexit is irrelevant because right. if it's not, you know, that's because no one cares about the facts and figures. And it's like, oh, look, this many jobs will be lost, all this many jobs will be gained. This is not changing anyone's mind. You know, it's it's now emotional. It's about whether they're proud Europeans or whether they're little Englanders. Right. And, um, mm. So are you unconcerned well. with the potential punitive uh, measures that could be issued by the EU? Holy shit. I, I will literally start hammering down buildings myself if we get out of the European <laughs> Union. I do not care. I you mean, heard this it is... here, terroristic threats. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I don't care. Right? I will go to every workplace and fire everyone myself at this point. Like, yeah. But the thing is, it's the same argument. Oh, but it'll hurt the economy. It's like, yeah, okay. And going to war with Nazi Germany will get people killed. Mm -hmm. But it's still yeah. the right thing to do. And sure. we should still do it. You know. So, it's it's one of those utterly cowardly arguments. Of, oh, mm. But what about? No, shut up. We're doing the right thing. Get yeah. on board. Well, one of the things I appreciated was your, you of course ran for EU Parliament and your willingness to go out on the streets and have these sort of street debates. And uh, you know, I was watching all of those as you were posting them earlier in the summer. And uh, appreciated them a lot, and, uh, and I'm happy that you did that. What what surprised you the most about actually getting into politics and running for office? You had to say, like, what the best part was, what the worst part was. This sort of stuff, Blonde and I, not just running for office, but, like, making public appearances. And Won't do it. Street debates and stuff. <laughs> yeah. We really shy Why? away from that. Well, it's, it is, it's very difficult to do. The it good is. people... When you're good at it, like you are, you make it look very easy, mm -hmm. but it's not I'm very I'm easy. I'm good against amateurs. <laughs> well, I guess maybe the yeah. competition wasn't that stiff, yeah. <laughs> but 
I'm glad that you did that from a viewer perspective. It was awesome to watch. And I'm just curious if you can talk more about that experience, what that was like. Um, it was really thrilling, actually. I didn't know, um, I didn't know what to expect because the European Union uh, Parliament elections are not like normal elections. Normal elections uh, are in a constituency in, in the UK that's going to be something like, uh, I mean, in the, in the town I'm in, there's 250,000 people that split into two parts, so mm. north and south, each, each, each with uh, around, I mean, it's 250,000 population overall, but like each constituency has got know, about 80 to 100,000 people in it. Uh, voter, voters in it and so I mean that's a large number of people but it's in a confined geographic area that you're probably familiar with because you probably live there um, the European Parliament elections uh, they, they do things differently because it's a super state um, the entire region of the southwest was um, what I was running for and there are something like eight other regions of the UK uh, we've got 65 million people in the country so that was about 3 million people that we were trying to pitch to um, so that was quite difficult because uh, it was huge mm -hmm. and so we ended up traveling all around the sort of southwest in the southwest of Britain uh, of England if you're not familiar with it it's um country bumpkin territory um, it's it's very nice I lived down I lived in Cornwall for three years it's gorgeous the people are really nice, um, but they're not the sort of you know sophisticated progressive urbanites that right. you know, live in the ma major cities. Sure, um, they're they're the kind of actually they're the sort of people who vote UKIP, um, and so the the whole thing was really interesting because we we just we we had a string of dates. We're like right, we've got like X amount because it was sprung on us as well. Mm -hmm. So we've got X amount of time, and so we basically threw darts into a map and just went to these towns, and most of them were fine, you know, just completely normal, sort of, you know, small, run-down seaside towns or something like that, or somewhere that mm. used to have a fishing industry, um, and that was something we heard about a lot when we were on the campaign trail, um, except for this one town called Totnes, which turns out to be something like Portland in England. Okay. Um, I didn't know this, you know. You're saying no you got assaulted, us. basically. You, uh, the, well, you didn't get full Andy node, but you maybe there got was, a taste. There, there was a line of cops preventing them from uh, getting any closer to us. Oh, but well, at it, least there's it, that. Portland doesn't yeah, have that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Um, li literally about 300 insufferable middle class, somewhere between 30 and 50 years old, wearing hippie clothes, came out with, we hate fascism signs. And we're all just like, the hell is this <laughs> yeah like and, and yeah chucking of mil milkshakes and things like that but that yeah. was fine i only um, saw i think i saw one clip of you getting hit with one do you have an yeah. official tally of how many milkshakes were i believe i was it twice okay all right so i got to check out the and other and these one. were your standard milkshakes they weren't like filled with mixed concrete no or no, no these were just from mcdonald's or something <laughs> <laughs> just, just just crappy ones they weren't even vegan you know so, <laughs> they weren't trying very hard oh, God. one of the things uh, about your political run too i always uh i always love the you know the buzzfeeds or the the, the, the smear merchants basically oh, yeah. but i read the articles and they uh, several times i've seen uh reference to failed political candidate carl benjamin and I always think that's kind of interesting because failure is a, it has to be measured against the expectation and correct. I don't, what was your expectation in, in making this run? That is to say, was it your expectation to be elected to European no. parliament? No, and not, did no. you meet your expectations as you set them? Um, I, I just expected to do my best really. I mean, I didn't really expect anything out of it. I, I mean, again, Nigel Farage is like Mr. Brexit. And if he's running against you, you're not going to win, you know? Yeah. Um, hmm. So we, uh, you know, internally we had no particular expectation of winning, but you can't say that externally when you're running for a campaign, right? Um, uh, but we we wanted to go down and kind of push the envelope, 
you know, sort of start shoving issues in people's faces that are real and here and not many people actually want to talk about. And we did a really good job of that. We got some really interesting uh, conversations, especially the, uh, the refugee from Hull, who's uh, mm. uh, just an English lady, about 65, something like that, 60. Um, and she was just, um, she'd fled Hull because of the Pakistani community there. In her opinion, was racist against the English. And the cops would do nothing about it. And so she felt that she was being forced out, basically. And she'd gone down to the southwest where there's been very little immigration because there's no jobs there, basically. Um, that was that was really interesting, actually. And uh, sorry, what was the question? I think I'm just <laughs> your expectations. Of- yeah, oh, yeah. My what, what was your goal in running? Basically? Which you answered uh, well, sufficiently. Yeah. Yeah, I, I suppose that. But I mean, what you you say, like you know, failed political candidate, like that's a step down, dude. Right. They call me. They call me like a Nazi rapist normally. <laughs> so like, like being I guess getting kinder. Like, like yeah, exactly. Like when they started calling me a conspiracy theorist, I'm like, oh, that's better than misogynist, you know, racist. Yeah, really. Yeah. So, you know, so yeah. I mean, I'm actually I'm going up in the way they describe. Yeah. <laughs> They're getting. So, nicer so recently i heard (laughs) peter hitchens say that um that the resistance has already come and gone it's already been lost what what do you have to say about that do you think that there's still a a feasible way out of this immigration crisis especially in the uk um peter hitchens is quite black pilled yeah um, at this point um better than his brother (laughs) well well, who's dead yeah yeah i suppose Um, I, I guess I guess I'm much more of an optimist than Pete Hitchens is. I I'm com- I remain confident that we can do something about this. Um, it is not so far gone as the the doomsters would say, um, but there is definitely a palpable problem that needs to be addressed, and it needs to be done legislatively. Um, we have a net, uh, we have six hundred thousand people in and three hundred thousand people out every year, so we've got a net influx of three hundred thousand. Um, I think I would probably introduce a cap to immigration say no more than something like fifty thousand people in uh so it'd be a net outflow of two hundred and fifty thousand a year um i'd probably i'd probably look at some um, banning practices that we found violated animal welfare standards and things like this right. just to apply our own standards and uh, burqas again another thing um most most islamic countries don't actually approve of the burqa because it's not actually mandated in the quran and many of them actually ban it outright for a cultural reasons because it's the it's the dress of isis Mm -hmm. you know do you want to sort of you know the the people wearing the full burqa the niqab they're religious extremists Mm -hmm. so you know they don't want to foster that in their own countries but not only that they can you know be used to hide identities so you don't know this terrorist or whatever etc and the thing is it's like it's really it, it really goes against British norms as well. In Britain, it's a, a cultural trait in Britain that if we can't see your face, then we think you're up to no good. Mm-hmm. You know, that's just and it's the same in America as well. Yeah. Someone yeah. goes around covering their face. You know, we're an open society, so it makes it look like someone's out to cause trouble, which is why Antifa instantly looks suspicious. <laughs> yeah. Um and why you can't wear a motorcycle helmet in a bank and things like mm-hmm. this. Mm-hmm. Um, or a ski so mask, I, yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's there's the the age old. Oh well, that's that seems illiberal to be banning, you know, oppressive religious clothing. But okay, well, you know, don't bring over millions of religious zealots then. Right. You know, like, mm. what the hell do you want? You know, the, we've got to do something about it because yeah. Like, and the the thing you ask the progressives, like, come on. Like, what number of burkas on the street is going to be too many for you? You know, is it like, you know, where one in four women has a burka when you're looking down the street? Is it one in two? Is it 75? When every woman in the street has a burka, are you going to say this has gone too far? Are you going to be like, no, no, this is perfectly British. I'm perfectly okay with it. 
you know and it's the question we've got to ask and no one's got the balls to do it yeah mm -hmm. yeah i mean there's this unholy alliance that's developed against the islamic community and uh and progressives and we saw this come to a head in Birmingham and I'm watching this in complete mm. amazement because it's the obvious outcome of what's going to happen oh, when yes. the left takes over academia and Muslims that are trying to take over these communities are like no you're not gonna do this gay tranny shit like you're not gonna do this yeah. so do you think that that they're going to there's going to be a fracture within um, within the party I mean there's no way they can continue with this transgender and gay agenda and with the Muslim agenda they're directly at odds well, all I'm saying is that Muslims will save the West from the LGBT lobby. <laughs> <laughs> Blonde's on that team too, actually. Yeah, I, they've pushed her to Team Islamist. Seriously, I was yeah. watching yeah. the Birmingham thing, and I'm like, they're right about this. They're totally right. I mean, they are trying to infiltrate um, academic environments with young students to indoctrinate them with a leftist, transgender, and homosexual agenda. And I'm listening to these Muslims. I'm like, right on. What I was going to say is that, I mean, to be honest, Matt, we may as well just convert to Islam now. I mean, it's no more <laughs> ridiculous than any other religion. And we get to really stand to benefit here. I um, suppose we could be opportunist <laughs> about this sort of thing. Yeah, you know, like, let's just be cynical about it. It's like, well, they wanted open borders. They must want Sharia law. I stand to benefit as a man. So what, what am I waiting for? Yeah. It will reinstitute a patriarchy one way yeah, or another. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but honestly, I'm looking at the condition of like modern women now and just thinking, well, maybe they want patriarchy really. You know, maybe maybe all of the mental illnesses and the sort of dying alone with the cats and may, maybe they actually subconsciously want it. <laughs> yeah. 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 I think we want to be governed. I think that that is that is a truth about female nature that nobody wants to discuss. Except for me. I'll talk about it. Well, yeah, talk about it anytime. <laughs> I wanted to uh, I wanted to ask you with some of our remaining time because I noticed you are fresh off a trip to the Infowars studios, oh, uh, yes. a trip of which I am very jealous. And um, I watched your interview with Alex Jones on your channel, and I thoroughly enjoyed it. So two questions: one, what was that experience like? Was it as awesome as it seems like it would be? And and two, I saw you in the comments section. I was wondering the same thing when I clicked on it. Are you going to get punished by Susan for posting Infowars, an hour of Infowars content to your channel? Has anything happened? Uh, nothing's happened as of yet. And I'm assuming hmm. this is because Joe Rogan had him on and it was a massively uh, popular uh, podcast right, and he didn't get punished. So apparently interviewing or being interviewed by Alex Jones is fine. Um, just Even if it's in his studio with his production equipment, like it is funk, it is a Infowars product. That's that's why I was surprised by this. Yeah, I I, I was nervous about it. To be honest. I was yeah, like, do I? You know, fuck, it, I'm gonna do it. Um, but yeah, so I, I'm I'm glad I did as well because I I thought it felt like the right thing to do. You know. Um, yeah. But I tell you, what, Alex Jones is not very different in real life. <laughs> Good. You always like to hear that. You want to yeah. whether you whether you like the person or not, you like to know that they're authentic and. Right. I buy that he's authentic for sure. Yeah. So many yeah. people say he's a character and I'm like, I really don't think so. I think he's like that all the time. He's not as um, effervescent as he is when he's on the camera, but he's not different. Mm. Right. Um, I mean, like the, we're driving, we're driving to a steakhouse and Alex is driving us along and it's been silent for a minute. He just looks at us and goes, we're going to beat the globalists, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. You know, I, I heard that Dank was there in the back. We're just like, okay, yeah, I guess we will. You know? wow. um, so I, I think he genuinely believes in what he's saying. Uh, yeah. The, the, the message, you know. Um, so yeah, it was, it was good. I mean, Alex is just like huge. Like he's not tall. He's just 
contains a lot of space huh. and you know and he, he we were in the in, in the restaurant he was telling us how like he'll be out and like leftists will come up and, like hit him on the back of the head or something i'm thinking jesus christ you know i mean he is like just enormous and a brave leftist to go and assault alex jones yeah. in the street and tell you. did you guys get Especially, recognized when you're out on the town uh he did like he, oh just he, him not you guys yeah, yeah oh, right. interesting okay i know huh. yeah like he's a, he's a full-on celebrity and, and so yeah hmm. like but no, nobody are, was hostile with him or anything. He can just stroll no. around town. Nobody's trying to pick a fight or something like that. Well, I mean, there probably are places that we could, we would go to where they probably would. But um, hmm. we, we he took us to some really fancy restaurant. I, I, I'm not really used to eating in fancy restaurants. Sweet. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, it was really nice. Yeah, fancy really dinner nice. with Alex Jones. That's how you know you I made know. it. It was, it was great. And so everyone yeah. in there knew who he was and were very polite to him. Yeah. Hmm. Um, oh well, that's good that he still can kind of live a normal life. I always assume that leftists have just destroyed people's ability to to do everyday things. Um, I'm not big I, enough; I almost never get recognized. But that's something else I wanted to ask you: How often are you getting recognized in in London? Let's say. Oh, um, pretty much every time I go there. Hmm. Just someone will someone will know me in the street. I guess it's, it, you know. I, I Is it usually friendly? Oh, always, because I'm not on TV. So the people who don't <laughs> like me don't know what I look like, so they don't watch my stuff. Um, and so, yeah, no, it's actually really great. It's like a secret club. Yeah. <laughs> none of the normies know about. Well, we're running out of time, but the last thing I did want to talk to you about is just uh, what happened last December with Patreon generally, because that... Not, it, it, so you got banned. Everybody basically knows, but you got banned in December, and that kind of rippled over to a lot of content creators, but me specifically, because for reasons still unknown to me, Patreon reached out to me and said, hey, we'd like to have this call and discuss why you can be confident in our platform. Lo and behold, they, it was just nonsense. Mm -hmm. And um, and then you guys, of course, did your fantastic uh, comedic rereading of the, the transcript, which you know brought that the content of that to a lot of people, which I really appreciated. Um, but I... I guess I don't know. I don't even know what my question is about. Oh, I have a question. But why do you think they picked Matt? We wonder that too. That that That's was a good odd. Question. Hmm. I think I think they were looking for a respectable, incredible voice. Yeah, um, that's what I said. And too. I think that they thought they could flip you and get you on side <laughs> with the. Because uh, I I think that they 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 start to realize. And by the way, sorry to everyone who suffered during that. I didn't expect that they'd take something off another platform and say oh you're a bad boy um mm. but i I, th I think they thought they'd be able to get you on side mm -hmm. and be like actually you know it's in your interest blah 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 you know, things like this um and, and that you're a credible voice um but honestly i i don't know what their thought process is i mean they never they never phoned me up and said you know um can we talk about this or anything like that you know i wasn't Did, i don't so feel you, like I was you never spoke shot. to jacqueline hart no that's never a thing that happened incredible no. Did they ever okay. reach out to you um, with specifics? Like, was no, there a back and forth about why this happened? A, a very, very brief one. I put I put the emails in the video that I did. Uh, the videos I did. About oh, that's right. It. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I can't remember exactly what they said, but it, there was a very clear feeling of this is a done decision, and we're taking you through the steps now, just to get to the end where we say this is done now. Which um, is weird because Jacqueline gave me that impression of like Sargon knows what he did because I asked her right? specifically, did you get, did you give him a warning as Jack Conti has said that he's going to do, and you've updated your policy? Oh, he knows what he did, implying to me that you, <laughs> that you had been in, that there was some series of strikes or warnings or some communication. No, it's nothing, just deleted. It well, was, it, it, this was the first I'd heard of it. It was just when I, I woke up that morning and people had been texting me. I'm like, what the fuck's, those bastards. And I'm like, 
what? And uh, that's how I found out. Well, you apologize, and I appreciate that, but I think it's totally unneeded. And uh, the one thing I'll say about the Patreon episode is that, yeah, it kind of threw everybody into a panic, including us and the show, because it's like, okay, your livelihood might be deleted on a moment's notice. But it was a shove in the right direction in that it made this show and a lot of uh, products like it. We, we had to figure out a way to do this yeah. with another layer of independence. And, and it launched a Subscribestar, which is an excellent service. Which They've been great. And and I everybody who signs up to support us on Subscribestar, I always say not only thanks for supporting us, but thank you for supporting Subscribestar too. Because all of these platforms that have been vigilant against this mob, I want them to do well too, in addition to everybody making this sort of content. Yeah. But but that's uh, that's the silver lining in what happened. And I can say for sure that that my individual channel and this this show cooperatively is in a better position, a more stable position financially because of that. Mm -hmm. So you know, yeah, you, you, you worry about it for a couple of weeks, but in the end, Jack Conti doesn't have sorry, that though. say. Yeah, well, yeah. But Jack Conti, doesn't, he's not watching over my shoulder anymore, and that's a right. better position. That's true. I can't believe yeah. that they, they, they are laying claim to all of your online presence. By what it's they did it's so me. bizarre. It's like they don't Wild. understand internet culture, because if somebody tried <laughs> yeah. to indict me on something I had said two years ago, you know how it is. We have thousands of hours of online content. Yeah. I have no freaking idea what i said two years ago i don't know so when they were acting like you knew what you said you probably were like i literally have yeah. no idea i said a lot of stuff and and now uh they're going after guns that's their thing too a lot of oh, gun okay. channels in the u.s because they they have deals where they link to you know ammunition sales or right. certain firearm sales and yeah. now they're going after guns and and i i'm not I want those channels to do well too. So I'm not trying to say told you so to those places, but it's entirely unsurprising to me that all of a sudden Patreon would decide, well, we don't care if what you're doing and selling is entirely legal. We want to impose our moral views upon these transactions. Right. They're not going to stop. Mm -mm. Patreon is well, going to keep creeping in this direction. I, I agree. I mean, once they're taking the first step, what's to stop them carrying on um but i have to say thank god for sub subscribes that uh, i've had nothing but professional dealings with them yep. they've been entirely reliable for me um i've had no problems and thank god because otherwise we'd be screwed yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and this is the danger of monopoly this is the thing yeah. this is the danger of having a monopoly on it like and when the, when they've got their ideas and they're, oh actually we can we can start crafting the world no you can't you're, you're useless yeah you've barely got a, a payment aggregator going okay you can't make the world perfect and the nice thing the nice role that Subscribestar does fill that you can't do independently is because the regrettable thing if Patreon gets deleted is everybody kind of retreats to their corner and you build yeah. your own little website you have your own little thing and it probably works. But the great thing about Patreon that I still miss that Subscribestar is is replicating and that's good is like. I just want to go to one place and be like, I like this guy, this guy, this guy, this guy, send him five bucks, send him five bucks yeah. and be done. I don't want to have to manage a million different subscriptions to a million different yeah. things. Any, yeah, I, I'm just overall, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm happy that this thing happened as, as opposed to carrying on obliviously with Jack Conti plotting our dooms. Uh, so, so yeah. I, you know, thanks. Thanks uh, for, I'm glad that I'm glad it worked out, man. Yeah. And, um, Anyway, I think I think we're probably past time, so we'll call it there. But um, but that's our guest, Carl Benjamin, uh, Sargon of Akkad. Carl, thanks for making time for us. I will uh, link your YouTube channel in the description for the select few who have not seen it yet. <laughs> Is there anywhere uh, else you'd like us to send people? Um, I suppose Telegram. Is uh, is something I'm using now. So ah, it's a um, that's so, right. Yeah, that's that's probably a thing that I should plug. What's uh, what's the Telegram? 
Well, that's a good question, isn't it? No, you don't even know. <laughs> Just look up his name. I still don't even understand how Telegram works, really. Neither do I. I don't really get it. No, uh, just just Sargon of Cat Telegram and you'll find all the good. I'll I'll figure out the link and I'll post it in the description. Thank you. All right. Well, thank you. And we'll catch you next time, I hope. You're welcome back anytime. Of course. Welcome back. Thanks again to Sargon for making time for us. I hope everybody enjoyed the interview. Did you have nice time off, Blonde? Yeah. Fantastic. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's see. We got just a couple hoax hate to close the show. Let's uh, let's take care of those, and then we'll hop, uh, we'll hop into Super Chat and Streamlabs and see what people have to say before we close the show. I mentioned that uh, this was a juicy hoax hate that we had, and I think uh, I must have several dozen links to this story in my email inbox so thank you to everybody who sent it my way because i certainly did not want to miss this one but it's uh let's see let me get my notes here it's in georgia it's dateline gwinnett county georgia where an ex-nfl player and his name is i guess edon kaufman i've never heard of this guy i think he was some kind of low-level nfl player never really made that much of a name for himself it seems but um but he now is accused of, not convicted yet, but it's not looking good for him, accused of painting slurs on the walls to fake a hate crime at his own business. So he mm. owns neighboring pizza and ice cream shops in Gwinnett County. And, uh, well, let's see what the, the news story has to say about his, uh, his adventure. Oh, you know what? I forgot to play, I forgot to play the sounder. Whoops. Should I play it or should I skip it? I want to stick it to the Pink Panther people. I have to. It's our worst, uh, it's our worst sounder. It's the best sounder. And so now, long. The nobody reason- saw it happen, but it's totally a product of Trump's America hoax hate crime of the week. Ah, shit, it's backwards. And that swastika in the picture is, in fact, backwards, so I have to play it. But the real reason I have to play it is because of those Pink Panther copyright holders I am perpetually battling. They're at it again. We'll see if they come for this one. Here's what the uh, local news had to say about this event. A former NFL player is facing charges. Police say he staged a hate crime in the restaurant he owns. Police caught him trying to leave the scene. He played for several NFL teams before he left the league, and right now he owns this ice cream business and the pizzeria next door. Police say that he vandalized and burglarized his own business and made it look like someone else committed a hate crime. We are so fortunate that somebody saw something weird, saw something suspicious, and called us. At 9.30 Wednesday night, a maintenance worker at this Lawrenceville shopping plaza called 911 and reported a burglary in progress. Some officers quickly spotted a black pickup truck leaving this restaurant, and it didn't have a license plate on it. Former NFL player Edon Kaufman was driving, and he had flat-screen TVs in the back. (laughs) The brackets were still attached, and there was still drywall attached to the brackets, meaning somebody took them off very quickly. Police looked at the paint on his hands, looked at the fresh paint on the walls of the restaurant, and realized he's the owner, and he may be the one who just vandalized and burglarized his own business and tried to make it look like a hate crime. He had reported 
this incident to his insurance company prior to the officers even conducting that first pullover. As I looked up how many NFL teams Edon played for, I realized we did a story on him back in 2016 oh. when police arrested his business partner, another NFL player, for selling alcohol after hours in their business without a license. That purple and drink. Reuters reported yeah. that Edon Kaufman was arrested in Canada for gun possession. He was attempting to leave the shopping center when our officers conducted that felony stop. So everything lined up for this perfect arrest. Kaufman is already bonded out of jail. He's now facing three charges, insurance fraud, making a false report, and he's facing a charge for taking his license plate off, and police say he could face more charges. Wow. Okay. Caught brown-handed right there. <laughs> black-handed, yeah, black spray paint. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, what an idiot. <laughs> mistakes were made. Several mistakes because it's you kind of have to slow down and think about the timeline to appreciate the mistakes. Because if, if that police officer's description is accurate, here's how I understand it. He does the vandalism before the police are ever contacted. Because remember, it's maintenance worker guy who witnessed it going on, which implies to me like he saw the guy doing it and leaving on the premise right. uh, on the premises there. Which means, and according to the cop, called the insurance company before the cops were ever contacted. So if I'm piecing this together correctly, he's in his own store, spray painting it, ransacking it, vandalizing it generally, calls the insurance company before ever leaving. So he's in the process of destroying his own property and trying to make an insurance claim while still there at his store then leaves he's made an insurance claim before he's even left the place and before he's even gotten rid of the the tvs that he ripped off his own wall that are still in in the back of his truck speaking of his truck he took the license plate off with which i guess if you're trying to evade security footage or whatever else i get why you would do that but it's still your truck the description of the truck still matches your truck when investigators start looking at this thing. They can look at the, any footage that might emerge or witness testimony and be like, wow, that's weird. That's the same truck the owner owns. Wouldn't yeah. you rent a vehicle or do pull a Jesse Smollett and get your Nigerian friends to drive their truck over or something like that? Obviously, the black spray paint on his hands. You got to wear gloves when you're hoax hating. That's just common sense. Hoax hate 101, um, folks. And then it's not obvious in the report, but you can see it, I think, in this picture. Let's see if I can get that back up. Uh, is there any in here? Oh, you, yeah, bottom left photo here. Can I make this bigger? Yeah, uh, you can see it says MAGA. So it wasn't just a Nazi thing. He actually tried to make this political. He tried to make this a Trump thing. It says MAGA throughout his businesses. Do you think he was well. like, this is foolproof? Well, it just see, I, I'm baffled that he tried to cash in before the hoax hate was even complete. I don't think we've ever heard of such a thing. You always have your oh, GoFundMe, you try your insurance claim, but it's, you, know, you, you wait a little while, maybe let the police survey the damage, maybe cover your tracks a little bit better so you don't get pulled over with your, your own TVs that you ripped off your own wall and the paint still wet on your own freaking hands. Yeah. Holy cow, was this botched. Uh... No word on what type of punishment he faces if convicted. Uh, so we'll see. I, I have no idea. But that's that's legendary. That's up there to me in some of the best ones we've seen. Right up there with the guy who, you know, was vandalizing his church after he stole the stole money from the office to go buy crack. To buy crack, yeah. And the woman who, you know, I referenced it earlier, the We Gonna Be Rich crew who 
were spray painting their own vehicle, but avoiding the rims that the insurance company won't cover. It's right up there. This one, I need to have a definitive ranking or a bracket. People have proposed that. Maybe I could, it's just so much work, but it seems like it'd be fun. So maybe I could get some volunteers to do that. But this one, this one's got to be top tier, I think. So I will follow this story and see what happens with his, uh, with his trial. And then I have one more. This is just a bizarre case. Uh, out of St. Paul, Minnesota, St. Thomas University headline, racist word found traced in dust at the University of St. Thomas in a dorm room bathroom. So investigators are handling, again, a reported case of a racist word in the dust on a window. Students discovered the racist word, which is not clarified in the reporting as I've seen. Take your pick on whatever slur you hope it is. The racist word was discovered by students. They reported it. It's not clear when the message was written and how many students saw it before it was reported. St. Thomas Public Safety is working with the St. Paul Police Department to investigate the incident. That seems like an appropriate use of resources. Great. Uh, The university held several different events Thursday and Friday offering discussion and support for affected students. There was a word written by someone's hand on a window, presumably the N-word. Support. I need counseling. I need therapy because I saw this. There was another case of likely hoax hate at St. Thomas last fall, which I believe we covered on this show, if I'm not mistaken. There was a freshman supposedly uh, who supposedly found a note on his door that said, N-word, go back. The incident prompted the school to cancel classes and host a school-wide dialogue about racism. No culprit was ever found, at least that I've seen reported. Shocker. Uh, I mean, beyond the obvious that this is not vandalism, like it's not even spray paint or a Sharpie or anything like that, I feel like I'm crazy because every, I swear to God, every bathroom stall I've ever been in any semi-sketchy environment, I don't know if it's true in women's rooms. Do you have swastikas carved into the stall or sharpied on the stall? Well, every bathroom I've ever been in, yeah. They do. So even the women are doing this. Only because of me. Oh, I I see. That was, sorry. I didn't, I I should assume that you were making a funny. No, I've never Because women can be funny. You just proved it. Mm, No. (laughs) Uh, but yeah, it's like, I feel like I'm living in a crazy world because you've seen stuff like this for decades. It's not new. Suddenly it's being treated like it's some big deal and the law should be involved. Right. When it's just in this, again, in this case, it's not even defacing the property. It's just a guy, like if there's fog on the window in the winter or something and you right. draw a little swastika or the case we saw previously where there was snow, it was a snowy vehicles and someone drew a swastika in the snow on the vehicles. And that was investigated by the police. Yeah. I don't know what crime issues there may be in St. Paul, but I will speculate comfortably that there are more pressing issues for the St. Paul Police Department than whether or not someone wrote the N-word with their finger in the dust on a window. But uh, we'll have to tune in to find out find out what happens. I, 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 I'm glad that your tuition dollars, if you're at the university too, are you know being spent on hosting events for traumatized students who saw a word in a bathroom mirror. Yeah. Outrageous. Okay, that's all I got, though, unless you had more to say about either of these. No. Okay, well, let's uh, let's catch up with Super Chat and Streamlabs. Okay, uh, Blue Atlas, those wanting to participate in the 6th Cleveland meetup in the coming weeks, please be sure to register on the spreadsheet by Wednesday to be included in an invite email. Thank you. Again, com slash community, unless you guys have another way you'd prefer to connect. But that's the way to find email addresses if you're looking for it. 
Thanks, uh, Pharisee, what do Sargon and Rose McGowan have in common? They both claim to support the show, but never agree to be on it. Ooh, blammo. <laughs> Ooh, I like that one. Um, that was a good one. Thank Brom you. Rom 39, I met him at a gun show. I told him I would give up my AR if, I gave, if he gave up his head. I live in the greatest state in the Union, Ohio, and we won the Toledo War, so Michigan can suck, can suck our Buckeye. Mm, R, okay. A-R-E. Okay. That was lots of words, no punctuation, but I, I managed to brave myself through it. Um, Ryan Glowacki, uh, Cannibal Army now, Cannibal Army tomorrow, Cannibal Army forever. Join the fight or join the feast. I like that. That's uh, that's good for the environment, too. Yeah, you hear totally. that? That's I, I analysis. Did. Cannibalism to stop global warming. Um, Logan Pixler, remember when Sargon admitted to lying about people because he is, it is politically expedient to do so. Pepperidge Farms remembers. I don't, uh, I'd have to see, I don't remember I'd, that at all. I'd have to see the context for it again because I'm not exactly sure. What um, the Kevin is. Flanagan's dad, I woke last night to screaming. I ran to Kevin's room and him yelling that the Jews and dark skins cause all of his problems. I shook him awake and told him it was a nightmare and it wasn't true. He responded with, The Jews did 9 11. This is from Kevin's mom? Kevin's dad. Oh, Kevin's dad. There's now Kevin's dad, yeah. too. Okay. Nicolia Kraft. The millions that are attributed to Hitler, Stalin, Pol Pot, and the like are all incorrect. It was the governments that facilitated the slaughter. Remember that whenever you hear politicians talking about disarmament. Yeah, sure. Yeah, regardless of uh, the nuances of the ideologies, the greatest atrocities in the history of the world have been perpetuated by governments against disarmed populations. Absolutely true. And an important point to remember. So thanks for I'll that. read this, Kevin Flanagan. I expect just as much praise as the holes at other meetups when I show up at the Cleveland meetup in a dress in a five o'clock shadow. And now he's calling me squanty. <laughs> well, if Kevin does that, I will definitely share the image. For sure. if that's yeah. If that photo comes my way. Flippity blue. Here's my love y'all. Matt, sorry for the Vikings lost today. They did better than the Bengals though. What's your opinion, mm. blonde? I don't care. I don't care. Well, those are football teams, right? Football. Yeah. It was, uh, no, that was last week. The Seahawks beat the Bengals this week. It was the Steelers, but, uh, uh, that Hell's Seahawks... Hey guy used to play football. I'm just saying there's a low connection, <laughs> like a, there's a connection between low IQ and playing football. And, and that guy's definitely football. gay too. Cause only gay people play football. That's true. It's yeah. tight pants and tackling. The whole thing is for fags. <laughs> Patrick Meredith, since, uh, they say since nine 11, it, because it will take a thousand years for the evil specter of supremacist terrorism to reach the deaths of that one event. Hmm. Oh, excuse me. Robert Atkins is his righteous brothers, which is a better song. You've lost that love and feeling or unchained melody, unchained melody. Remember, don't choke on the black pill and watch Cobra Kai. Um, Unchained mm. Melody, for sure. Kevin, no. No, Kevin. No. Thank Jason you. Jason Bolt, I'm right-wing white people. Uh, Seamus Webb, Matt and I once made love. We were embarrassingly interrupted when Beto broke in and had the government confiscate <laughs> our rifles, if you know what I mean. Yeah, bummer Thanks. that. Thank you. Zach Coggins. Hey guys, I got a new job and I figured I'd celebrate by donating to your show. Blonde, I'm glad you liked the ad. I did my best to capture your likeness. I've got, yeah, I got to stop making that face. Well, thanks face. and congratulations. Glad to hear it. Uh, Kevin Flanagan, I want to sell. Mm. <laughs> Another one. He's prolific tonight, too. I want to celebrate Neocon John getting kicked out, but I assume Zion Don will appoint Kushner Netanyahu <laughs> as NSA. <laughs> Still, S to spit on this warmongering piece of trash. Okay, I'll read that. Bill S McPherson. To spit, so that's a new S one. To spit, right. yeah. 
Hmm. Rebecca, Tool's new album is lame. Been a Tool fan since 93. Much of it sounds like they spent a decade splicing old riffs from Outer Alice or Lateralis or 10,000 Days with filler. Changed my mind. Uh, the first thing I heard or that I said when I heard it was that it sounded a lot like Lateralis. I, hmm. I Do you have an official opinion yet? I know you were holding off before. I like it. I don't think it's their strongest album, but I don't hmm. think it's their weakest album either. Hmm. So, you know, I'll hand it to them. It's good. Um, Dallas Elgin says, Go Pack Go. Uh, I'm getting hoarse. You might have to take some of these over. Uh, yeah, I can find where we are. Uh, definitely not Jeffrey Epstein says vape ban is a huge mistake. All voters will think about it in 2020 is Trump made my kids start smoking. You dare. Hey, while both teams pooped the bed, yours was a little funkier. Our condolences for your loss. Matt, go back up. Oh, that's all right. You, I don't think you can ever expect to win at Lambeau, but, uh, but yeah, I, the, the Vikings could and should have won if they didn't, destroy themselves not to say the packers didn't do their part too but yeah that was a frustrating game both teams looked like they wanted to lose that's what bugged me about that game hmm. uh logan uh, billen says was studying at my university the guy next to me was listening to a video without headphones like an animal got up to tell him off gave him a pass when i was realizing he was listening to a certain beta well that's very cool uh if uh, if you encounter other people listening to this show or our individual stuff in real life i hope you made friends that's uh that's very funny if that's the case so thanks for that. Cuddy says, when Ion Hersey Ali and Arsa Kunomani testified to a Senate committee about sexual violence and abused women in Islam, Kamala Harris refused to even acknowledge them. She is a massive hypocrite. I, I haven't heard this story. I'd, I'm not shocked to hear it, if that is in fact true. Uh, Boogeyman917 says, wow, the Democrats are such sore losers. I think we still have a lot of soreness left over from 2016, no doubt. And I think that soreness might ironically defeat them come 2020 uh at which point they'll become dangerously sore is my my fear katie may says can't listen live but that's okay as i need something to listen to while i'm cleaning pig shit tomorrow morning at work thanks for the sanity safe space and keep up the great work well uh that sounds like that's not something i've ever done but i have an admiration for that sort of uh that sort of manual labor you're, you're producing something of value and no it's good like i like yeah. to hear those kind of stories i have this admiration for like pastoral life you know what i mean yeah. So, so yeah. good for you. And uh, Joshy Boy says, so I guess Miss Monopoly's version of jail would be a kitchen. Uh, I guess, but, but in that case, most women are, are choosing jail, I suppose. Right. You know? the, the kitchen thing is, oh, women should be in the kitchen. Well, a lot of women choose it, and that's not, there's nothing wrong with that as so long as they choose. That's the, it's 801. I should be in the kitchen right now. That's true. Yeah. And I'll be getting dinner after this, too. Not cooked by me, hopefully, in the ideal world. <laughs> uh yeah backhand for sure if not although uh you'll appreciate this we went apple picking yesterday oh. and made a, an apple pie today during the vikings game and it is delicious so oh, very good very traditional living it was awesome uh bridge burner bear says i know a bird in the hand is worth two in the bush but i didn't think a dick in the hand is worth two in the bush <laughs> yeah yeah bv says brett cavanaugh the man with the most forgettably memorable dong dems can't get enough of <laughs> I wonder what the conversation is like in the Kavanaugh house right now. Like, Jesus Christ, this yeah. again. Can I get a break? Oh, my God. The least in the kingdom. I don't have insurance because of Obamacare. The truth. Also, Blonde, why do you let Matt call you the beta? Everyone should listen to the trending insurrection and anchor on iTunes. Love you both. Thanks, boss. Uh, you still need a break or you want to carry on? Oh, where are you? I'm on Joseph Kulisics. 
Uh, will you read that one so I can yeah. find the post? Uh, I lived in L.A. during the 92 riots and watched Koreans use assault weapons to protect against rioting mobs. What kind of weapon, how much firepower would Beto want to defend himself from a mob? Yeah, exactly. Fair question. I've heard that reference point before, and I haven't... I think, uh, didn't uh, Dankula do a Mad Lads about that? I remember that was referenced last time, last time we talked about the show, so I should check it out. I don't know. Um, Seamus yeah. Webb, federal law states you can buy long guns in any state you want, provided you follow the laws of your state of residence. Handguns must be transferred in the state you reside. Yeah, exactly. But that's the point for Illinois, too, is that if you're following Illinois laws, yes, you can do that. And when we're talking about uh, Chicago violence in particular, almost exclusively handguns. Very yeah. rarely rifle violence in Chicago, but I assume there's some of it. But yeah, the point is, and, and as, as I understand, I don't think Illinois overall has an assault weapons ban, unless I'm, I'm mistaken. They have a lot of uh, regulations, like a, you have to have a state-issued license to have a gun, basically. But in terms of assault weapons ban, I don't think they have one. So if you want to transfer from out of state, or if you want to buy out of state, I, I believe you could do that. When was the last like AR shooting in Chicago, though? I'm sure it's happened. It's just not that common. I don't know. Hmm. Um, Levi Mortensen. So is Beto going to take M1 Gerrans? Gerrans? Although the pronunciation of Garand is disputed as well. You can go with Garand or Garand. Oh, all right, whatever. Uh, yeah. 1911 SIG P320. Is there any other firearm uh, contractor for the military or similar to military platforms? Also, who is going to take them? That's an excellent question. Beto who personally. Is? Well, it's going to have to be local police, and so there's going to be a mutiny in red states. Yeah. Um, Spring Hill Jack, the El Paso, the El Paso and Christchurch shooters were both eco-fascist. They were inspired by AOC and Greta Thunberg. Hmm. Um, we must stop radical environmentalist terrorism. I think it's, I mean, obviously I, I think that's, it may, it might be tongue in cheek, maybe not, but I don't think that's any more unfair than Beto standing up there. And in fact, I think that's more fair than Beto standing up there and blaming Trump. Yeah. Which is just outrageous, but. John Martin, my wife's mother immigrated from Mexico many years ago. My wife totally supports Trump and thinks immigration law should be enforced. Darkest white supremacist <laughs> I know, though not as dark as Candace Owens. Yeah. Ah. Um, you can't stop the scout. I agree with Kamala. Teachers should match the race of the student. <laughs> Rainier Chen. I, I figured someone would make that take, but yeah. yeah, yeah point right. is, it's vi you can't do that. She can. Yeah. Uh, hey, guys, answer your question last week. PP is indeed what you guessed. My sis mm. used to be a one-child policy enforcer. She entered the country illegally and works there and is totally real like mod. Huh? Oh, is that a reference to, uh, is that mod? Like it's spelled M O D, but I think that's mod from uh, our oh, friend. Uh, that makes our, sense. Gosh, what, 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 in North Carolina, I, I'm spacing his name. What's our friend who calls uh, in Dale Dell. Dale. Yeah. God, I would have been pissed at myself. If I couldn't remember, <laughs> I would have felt so bad to him and had to apologize on Wednesday. Uh, puppet yeah, I think that's a reference plan. to her. The DNC don't expect to win. They're just normalizing anti-white policies and people like Sargon will tell you to keep being an individual so whites lose their homeland and any means to fight. Shots fired. Shots fired. Kevin Dang. Bacon did nothing wrong. Several <laughs> studies do show students who identify with their teachers do better independent of all other variables. I guess kids are just racist. What about the lack of male teachers? That's sexist. That's yeah, true. nobody ever talks about that. Um, more kids would be growing up to be real men and not transgender if they had male teachers. How about that? You think so? I don't know. Hmm. Um, Ilana Mars, tiny Somali brain to explain why Butte judges performance did well is that we look down on you, love to condescend you and enjoy others reaffirming how morally superior we are. I hope this helps. Yep. Hmm. 
um, Lee Craft Design Media. You don't have to read it. I'm going to though. But if Pete ah. wants to donate to a different charity, I'd suggest Music Cures Cancer. They support cancer research by running concerts. They're on Twitter and Insta as Music Cures Cancer. I'm well, sure thanks. PewDiePie is listening with bated breath. He tunes to in. Our pot. He totally tunes in. Yeah. I'm sure. Um, fun included. You see Sticks' video on genital cutting this week. Tim Pool and Sargon mm. also stated they're against it, but mostly because of consent and non aggression principle ethics. Do you know what a frenulum is? Circumcision isn't normal. Um, I'm totally with you. Matt is famously on team pretty dick despite his <laughs> no. his ridiculous stance on uh, principles all the time but um that's I mostly am... tongue-in-cheek i can't make a good argument a principled argument I, I mean on principle i have to stand against it yeah but... i'm vehemently anti-circumcision mm. no sons of mine will be being circumcised um yeah Let's see. Das Pooch, Matt, Red Pill already. There's one fundamental connection between ADL and SPLC acting in their own collective interest to the detriment of others. It's hardly a rarity, well, the history of civilization. When I say I don't understand, I guess maybe one is an explicitly uh, Jewish organization and the other is just a de facto Jewish organization. Is that the distinction that we're drawing? Like, I'm not even yes. being tongue in cheek that I don't know that I'm not sure the difference that you're drawing. Is that the difference? It's just one is like, yes, we are. Uh, anti anti Semitic defamation, and the other's just like, well, we're just anti defamation, and also we have Jewish. Well, the leadership. ADL, they're like, we're super Jewish, and the SPLC, they're like, we're crypto Jewish. Okay, fair enough. Uh, I think fair point. A, yeah. <laughs> um, the one ton hammer. Did anyone else notice that the collar on PewDiePie's hoodie included an iron yeah. cross? It was the Maltese cross. Considering his past controversy is not a smart thing to do. Um, I don't think that was an oversight still. Urban it's, moving uh, systems. It's an odd. It's an odd thing for sure. What, why do I feel? Like, feels like there's something on, like a bug on me or something, but there's not. Oh, I thought right. you were feeling your lymph nodes. Um, urban moving system. Last week, Matt said the free market is best for innovation and technologies. He's forgetting about a certain <laughs> based and red pilled country in the 1930s Europe that produced the Volkswagen and B2 rocket. Who are who can you be referring? Well, if you want, uh, I gather it's somewhat tongue in cheek. If you want, if you want a guy in charge of directing all technological advancement in your country, I just suggest you pick a very smart guy. Maybe you think that guy was up to the task. I don't know if such a guy exists, but good luck. The mighty sumo. Did you guys see that pic of Castro standing on a yeah. box at the debate? Talk about an angry little man. Yeah. Like we're going to elect a tiny Mexican. What is his plan here? Um, BB says, what does BB stand for? Um, simplest beauty, bacterial out. vaginosis. That's what I'm going to say. Mm. Um, simplest PewDiePie explanation. CEO of honey. The sponsor of his video is Jewish. Probably can't lay any specific blame about the choice of charity aside from nondescript advisors. Mm. Interesting. Paris N says my boyfriend and I are big fans. He's at Navy boot camp right now and is two weeks away from officially becoming a sailor. Wish him luck. I do love sailors, but they have to wear the most ridiculous outfits. Um, Machiavelli reborn. Matt is gay for Sargon. We all know that's true. Yeah, that I, I agree with that. I don't dispute. That's not right. But Matt I think Sargon's kind of gay for me too. So yeah, sparks yeah. were flying. That whole interview. <laughs> Matt and I went to make love in the 50 yard line. He gave me a naked bootleg. If you know what I mean? I yeah. don't, I, I don't know what that is, but it's no. just, it's a football play, you know, Matt, did you catch that Sam Houston state or North Dakota game? What a barn burner. I did not. I have no knowledge of that. I'm not a huge college football guy, but I don't follow certainly either of those teams. Uh, so I guess I'll have to look it up. 
Odysseus Horus, Utah fans, remember to check your emails. I sent a meetup invite. Mm. Thank you for that, Sinak8. UKIP died when Sargon joined. They lost to the parody party called the official Monster Raving Looney Party. You should have asked him about his plan of getting Trump to tweet about Gamergate, too. Uh... Okay, shots fired again. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Aaron McAndrew, get those hearts out of your eyes. Matt, I know he's a sexy British accent and a killer salt and pepper beard, but he's a married man and mama didn't raise no home record. There's some truth to that. Uh, yeah, I've admired Sargon's stuff for a long time. I appreciated getting to talk with him. And uh, and yeah, I mean, I'm sure that, that comes out a little bit. But the thing, the thing is, this particular being able to talk to him has been many years. I'm not joking. This is like several years in the making and I'm not blaming any particular bearded person with an awesome British accent for that. But it's just, it's, you know, I, I looked forward to it. Let's put it that way. Oh my God. You want to lick his butthole for five more minutes? Or it's do you very eat tasty. Ugh. It's yeah. Oh, Gay? It's the best. Oh, gross. <laughs> Um, the angry penguin glad to have caught the live show for once. Love your show. Thank you. Mm. Um, Jack DDSN Israel just got caught again, spying on the U S no major media coverage. Surprisingly. I don't believe you. They're upstanding people. They're our greatest ally. A uh, Titus Muller blonde. I appreciate your ability to be circumspect about these sometimes negative impact women can have like you speculated on with PewDiePie. But what would you say informs your perspective on women? <laughs> um, I know that's some inception shit. I don't know. Mostly self-loathing and my inability to control my own emotional thinking, despite being a rational person. Mm. It's a battle in my own mind. It's like I've created my own personal hell in between my ears. That informs my perspective on women. You don't know what my plight is. You guys don't know anything about <laughs> women unless you're a woman. And my experience. Yeah. My personal experience. Return to reason. Pew Research released a study a month ago. 4% of all gun homicides in the U.S. are from rifles. Chicago PD seized 9,500 illegal guns the last year. 2% were rifles. No data anywhere supports a rifle. Yeah, it's just an emotional argument. It's that they're scary. And the, the big events, the scary ones, uh, use the rifles they don't like. Alex Martin, tonight I was on the verge of ending it all. But then I saw the Dolphins versus oh New God. England game and I realized I'd never be that much of a loser. Thanks, Miami. <laughs> Saving lives, the Miami Dolphins. I think they lost like 50 to nothing today or something like that. Oh, my God. When is the Super Bowl? When is this all over? You got it's a while. Early February, like first Sunday in February. This all culminates in the Super Bowl and then I get a break for three months or something, right? Generally, yeah. Okay, sweet. Yeah. Um, electric duck haven't donated in a while swimming in that trade money with no college debt. Thanks to blondes advice. Just nice. got married last week into a wonderful conservative girl still trying to convince her to repeal the 19th though. That's a, it's a slow, <laughs> it's a slow con. You'll get one. there. Blonde will get me one day too. I will. I will. Doesn't matter. Circa 2008 Beto and El Paso city councilwoman Susie bird wrote the book dealing death and drugs, which details why the murder rate increased to over 3000 a year in the mm. border town of Juarez. Good God. Is it that high? That's, That's crazy. Kbot video. My dad always says apple pie without cheese is like a kiss without a squeeze. Mm. Don't knock it till you try it. That's Very funny. cute. Doesn't matter. Beto never mentions the U.S. role in muddying up the waters with Operation Fast and Furious. America made weapons given to cartels that were used in several hundred murders. Yep. Scandal-free. Scandal-free Obama administration. Scandal-free Obama. Dallas Elgin. Elgin. 
if they come for your guns, only give them the lower. The upper is not a gun. <laughs> Buy 80% receivers now. That's true. That is legally true. And I also want to say thanks for- uh, I am not going to be niggardly. The sizable contribution. Sizable contribution. We appreciate it. Doesn't matter. Beto says nothing about it, but then wants us to turn ours into that same government. Not only a hypocrite, but a complete for sure. adult. Agreed. A last one, Electric Duck. Also, if you'd shout out my lovely new wife, Jessie, that would make her night. Her dream is to be a housewife so blonde. Let her know it's cool not to be a feminist and tell her to repeal the 19th. We really shouldn't be voting, sweet Jesse. We shouldn't. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in, guys. Thank you, Electric Duck. All right, let's catch up on uh, Streamlabs and then we'll call it a night. Cameron says, reminder that the ADL was founded in response to a lynching of a convicted Jewish pedophile named Leo Frank who murdered a 13-year-old girl named Mary Fagan. The ADL does not deserve your shekels, but only your contempt. I, I didn't know if that is that... Uh, the basis on which it was founded. I'll have to look that up. Look it up, I suppose. Google oh, okay. it. See, no, I'm not telling you. I'm just, I, I have no knowledge of this. Philip Smolin says, I remember when Sargon took Antifa's flag at the Battle of King's College. I immediately sus- subscribed. Now he lets some women throw fish at him. <laughs> Where's the unsubscribe button? All right. Dildo Swaggin says, 30 years ago, Brett Kavanaugh made me sit on his lap and bounce up and down until the front of his pants became wet and sticky. Nobody saw it happen, but it totally did get him off the bench now. I believe it. Believe all uh, accusers. Believe all women. If, if You can just identify as a woman for the purpose of the accusation if you're not. Yep. Matt Vicari says, friendly reminder that Civi 11 will review Duke Nukem forever when he hits 10K subs. Fair enough. Thank you, boss. Uh, Radicus says, I love the... <laughs> you didn't see this, and I, I kind of wanted to mention it, but I didn't want to interrupt your flow when we were talking about the vape ban. But this was odd, because I was showing the story, the USA Today story, of uh, that you were talking about with the vape stuff. Yeah. And the Google ad next to it was like a big dick-shaped dick water bottle. Why? For, I don't know. And I'm thinking, okay, Google ads, like you can't have Tulsi Gabbard or you can't have certain controversial X, Y, and Z, but dick shaped water bottles on an ad or on a story about vaping. Right. That's the context for what Redicus is saying. I love the big pink dong water bottle ad. Matt, what have you been up to? Matt and I once made love skit must be true. Then again, I am still getting ads for sand blasters since I looked up wet blasting. I have not, I've never seen that thing in my life. You can believe my story or not, but there's a reason that I use incognito mode when I'm doing this show. I hear the base uh, is a pair of balls. Yeah. Yeah. It was very, you can go back and look if you missed it earlier, go back to the vape section. Uh, Yeah. The reason I have to use Chrome too, is it's like the only thing that works well with with the way we broadcast this show brave doesn't work for some reason and brave is my uh my usual browser for many reasons uh besides to hide my searching for dick-shaped water bottles of course which is my mm. you know off which is my hobby when we're not streaming jay says uh ban fully automatic assault airplanes now love you guys keep up the great work from another female listener well it sounds like common sense to me and thanks for tuning in make dong flopping great that's another <laughs> Good name. I'm watching this stream from my Yale dorm room. My gay non-binary professor who signs emails with, quote, I use they, them pronouns, has a rainbow dildo on his or on their Facebook. Uh, this person cried about the Kavanaugh story in class saying Yale has lost its morals. Wow. Well, good luck with your Yale education. That's, I mean, and congratulations on getting in. I, the fact that these elite institutions are infested with this nonsense is very troublesome, but uh, I hope it, yeah, hopefully you'll, it won't infiltrate your education too much. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, thanks for tuning in. It will. Redicus says, I hate to do it, but uh, but fuck the Gutenberg idiot. 
I need someone to play the 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 threat hypothetical and let the person ban anything and threaten the person with the scary black rifle, handgun, grenade, and uh, end with a slip gun. Evil will find a way. Yeah, exactly. And Redicus also says Hasbro has turned into the real life no good money grabber. It is. Uh, and has pandered to everyone. Monopoly for millennials, Monopoly socialism, winning is for capitalists, and now Miss Monopoly. Miles Kinslow says, hey guys, did you see the town hall where they claim people of color are affected more by climate change? So guys, whenever there's a bad storm heading your way, just stick out your arms so the storm can see your skin and avoid damage. Yeah. Noted. I've heard that weird argument before. They do say that, that like white people pollute the air and then the coastal brown people have to pay the price when the hurricane comes. Okay. Oh, Trump just tweeted something so stupid. What did he say? Trump says the U.S. is locked and loaded in a tweet while it awaits confirmation that Iran was behind the drone attack on Saudi oil plants Uh-oh. after Tehran earlier insisted it is ready for war, but is accused of allowing the kingdom to dictate foreign policy. No. Mm. Well, this is timely after I was like, he probably fired Bolton because they disagreed about his stance. Well, I sure. retract what I said earlier in the show like an hour ago. Sorry, guys. Radicus says, uh, again, fucking Bernie, I would like to see the loon bags, uh, that loon bag spark of genius on Venezuela. He is the same as Corbin and has sucked almost every dictator's cock and praised them as they put, uh, as they put the middle class in firing lines. Yeah, it's hard to argue with the results, but Bernie's going to do it differently. Just wait and see. Me too says this week. Snopes did, uh, <laughs> Snopes apparently wrote an article that said, did the Colonel steal his recipe from a black woman? No, but the moral of the story is true. Snopes did. Uh, oh, this is did. Her name is like Hedy Lamar or whatever. The supposed inventor of Wi-Fi. Apparently they did a story on that. Yes. And she had an idea in World War II. So it's all her invention. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of the gap, too. And again, I don't know enough to say she didn't do anything, but it's odd to say that she invented Wi-Fi when the gap between her developments and Wi-Fi Many- is like 50 years. Phil says uh, the ADL is threatening to destroy or is threatening to try and destroy Iceland's tourism industry over Iceland's desire to ban circumcision on male babies. These are not good people. And let's not continue to pretend there's no difference between them and the SPLC. Well, I functionally, they're the same thing. That's what I mean. They both do this same crap. They both, at least as far as maybe, maybe it's like this explicitly Jewish motivated stuff. But as far as as far as I see, it's still censorship across the internet. Mm. That's that's the end goal for both of them. Mm. So I don't know if the I guess what you'd argue if you want to take that the red pilled black pilled uh, motive, it's just they're doing the same thing. One is telling you why, and the other's not. Is that the, is that a fair way to characterize the distinction here? Yeah, I'm fine with that. Okay, I, I'm I'm not even trying to. I'm not speaking tongue in cheek. I'm trying to understand the distinction that people are. And the to why is to stop people from anti-Semitism, right? But the why that's true in both cases, though. Mm. It's just the SPLC. I I mean, I but the anti-defamation it doesn't. They'll do stuff that has that is totally non-Jewish related. Or am I mistaken in that? Is it? Explicit? It's always related somehow. But but don't they try to combat racism? Like they they care a lot about Christchurch, for example, because it was a hate motive against Muslim people. There was no. You got to think like bigger picture, though. Why? No, no, I know, but I'm saying they do the same thing that the SPLC does, where it's not like we're going to protect defamation against one particular ethnic group. They still uh, care about supposed hate in this direction and that direction. I think the root of all of this is self-interest. That's fair. I'm just saying, is that not true for the SPLC also? Oh yeah. 
for sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's that's I guess that's what I'm saying. Somebody in the live chat just said, "Did Matt and Blonde just switch brains?" Yeah, that did kind of seem like that's what happened there. <laughs> I'm I'm not arguing anything here. I'm trying to understand the point that people you are just making. said Jewish motivated stuff. Jewish motive. That's probably not the best phrasing, but I guess what I'm saying is, are they motivated specifically and exclusively on a Jewish motive or not? That's the. Is question. that a rhetorical question, or do, do they care it? about about defamation against any and all ethnic groups, or is it they do they only claim to care about anti-Semitism? That's the question. Do they claim to, or do they actually? Yeah, I mean, I guess the distinction is what their claim is, what their purpose is. Oh, their claim is that they care about all hate speech. Well, but the ADL is, expl aren't they founded on like, we care about anti-Semitism the most or something that was their. Yeah. Cause you know, my, uh, victim hierarchy, you know, I just hope they both go away. Isn't that fair? Can this will I... be the episode that ruined us and Sargon. Yeah. That matter. yeah, probably. Well, that's right. We should have taken more care because of Sargon. <laughs> Sorry, Sargon. It was fun while it lasted. Phil <laughs> says, if the Brits don't have the backbone to expel every last invader, they will lose their homeland. There can be no compromise or waffling, and, and they must secure... They got to secure peace. <laughs> Phil gets spicy like Kevin does. Okay, and Robo just supports the show. Thank you, Robo. Very much appreciated. I got to shut the hell up. That's shut up. That's what has to happen here. Uh, we're all clear, and I'll say thank you to our supporters uh, over on DLive as well. We got Darth Jones, Whiskey, and Paul Dog. Anything else before we get out of here? No, I'm hungry. Okay. Well, fulfill your wifely duties, and uh, thanks, everybody. <laughs> that means getting going back to the office and working till midnight and your legal briefs and your research and your data and your scientific development. Thanks, everybody, for hanging out with us. Uh, thanks to Sargon for joining us. And uh, thanks for, you know, trying to get us in trouble with the ADL and getting us banned off, uh, off YouTube. We'll see if that works out or not. Appreciate everybody. If you're listening later on YouTube or uh, on DLive or on one of the audio platforms, thank you kindly as well for supporting the show. If you'd like more of this show, remember you can head over to those audio platforms and, uh, and you can catch the, the call-in show, replays of that, some other stuff you might not find on YouTube, uh, iTunes, uh, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher. They're all available at uh, mattchristensenmedia.com slash podcasts. You can email us too. That's beautyandthebeta at gmail.com. We'll be back next Sunday if we're not banned by then. Thanks. Because uh, if it's Sunday, sorry, Chuck Todd. It's not Meet the Press. It's Beauty and the Beta. See you, see you then. Bye. Bye.